Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the week again the Rugby League Rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard, and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. And back for another week of the fifth and last NRL podcast. And most importantly, before we kick things off, happy birthday, mate. Thanks, Matt. 37, Matt. How does mm. it feel? Old. When we started this, you're in your late 20s, mate. Sprightly. Mm. Still on the come up. Yeah. 37. Yep. Three kids and a decade later. How good? It's the best. Our times have changed. How was your day, mate? What'd you get up to? It was good. We went... Uh... Went out with the kids? Yeah. <clears throat> Did some, uh, had some lunch, cooked some bacon and eggs, watched penguins in Madagascar, you know, it was good. <laughs> then went bowling and uh, went to time zone, it was good. Come home for some steaks. You know the funny part about this? <clears throat> when I had so, my birthday this year, I got no kids, but I basically did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Except Madagascar. My yeah. missus like, what do you want to do? I was like, well... I'm going to take you to aqua golf. I'm going to have a hit. I said, then I'm going to take you to your time zone, wreck you at a few things, and uh, let's go bowl. By yep. the end of it, she was like, this is actually quite fun. I'm like, well, I'm just a giant, giant child at heart, and that's never going to change. Yeah. It was a good day. Kids oh. had, kept the kids off Kids off daycare. Had a bit of fun. Yeah. They've obviously, they've been off all last week, this week, a couple of days a week before because they were sick. So I haven't been to school in forever. Well, it's been a big two weeks in general, we obviously. Yeah, away so, for the funeral. and We had the, we're up there and everything sort of went down, which was pretty full on then. We're up and back with the funeral and we had the kids. Yeah. Uh, you had your daughter's birthday and your birthday. It's been a big two weeks. Yeah, it has been. Yeah. So, so things starting to settle back down in the right time. We're both heading into finals for coaching and commentating, hopefully. Yeah. Um, you guys, another step towards with a win on the weekend and got three to go. Probably need two. Probably need two out of three. Yeah, we've got Penrith. Parker Street Oval. Penrith this week into a trip to New Zealand next week into uh, the Bulldogs at Acor on the last day of the year. So, Well, no offence, I'm not writing off New Zealand, but that's a bloody difficult place to go play football. <laughs> yeah. Are you off weekend or early? Uh, no, we travel. So we'll do captain's run next Tuesday. Yep. And then fly what? Thurs- fly Thursday morning. Are you playing Friday? Play oh, Friday. Okay. Uh, and then so fly back. Oh. Fly back very early Saturday morning. You, so. you pre NRL? Yeah. I tell you what, you're in for a treat because I think I read this last week. They are honoring Daniel Anderson that night. So that's yeah, going to yeah. be fucking huge. Like, yeah, it's what cool. he did for that club, where they're at, all the fundraising that's going on, the fact they're home for the next three weeks. But mm. I think they're going to roll deep that night. That's going to be something else. Yeah. So that's a good week. I, I'm just excited to be going. Mate. We were well, supposed to go... So, in, think about this. My 30th was, what, three years ago? We were flying out that week. We played para. We trained a day or two. Then they told us that the game might be 
done or the comp might, oh, sorry, the game might be off. And then two days later, the, not only the game, the whole comp was off. Yeah. So we never got there. And the guy who was coaching the Warriors is the guy who I'm coaching with now at yep. Blacktown, Greg Buller, So And a lot of the guys that have gone into first grade or are doing well in that system now, like Laban and that, were the guys in that SG ball team that we were going to play at that point in time. So Yeah, it's interesting. Sort of funny how it's all worked out. It's taken yep. three years to get there, but you're going back. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, we're a week off <clears throat> with that competition that I'm doing from finals. So things are shaping up nicely. Had another <clears throat> big game on the weekend. Got one more this weekend. There's four teams still alive for two <clears throat> spots. So all the results this weekend up until the last game are going to decide who's going to get in. So go. that's shaping up nicely as well. And they're, they're doing live streams all through the finals of the top matchups. Then grand final. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna live stream all the games. Not all the games. They're gonna do mm. like week one, the two v three game. Why can't they do all the games? Well, I'm more than happy to call all of them, but I think they're just gonna do one a week. Because um, isn't it top five? <clears throat> yeah, so there'd be two games week one, two games week two, two two one one, then one one. Why can't they do all of them? That's not up to me. I'd happily do all of them if I'd, I I'd, I'd ask the guy that's running it. That is it, Adam. <clears throat> Adam's what I've been dealing with. He's an absolute legend. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you ask him? He started this concept when he was doing soccer. <coughs> um, oh, yeah, I think oh, there's a no-brainer to just put them at the same venue and go back-to-back. Back. I, I think, <coughs> depending on how the matchups work up, especially week one at the moment, week one, I think, is looking really good. We had I had Guildford Wenny the other week, which was an absolute belter. Hmm. They look like they're probably safe in 2v3. They only played two weeks ago. Yeah. And they've got the majority of like the Parramatta kids. Yeah, okay. Um, Cabra's sort of come riding in at the back end here. Like an absolute freight train. Started the year missing a few players. Got a couple of guys back and filled up the bench. They're stacked as well. Yeah. And then there's three teams fight, basically all fighting to either push them out, which I don't know if that'll happen, or get in. Yeah. Okay. So it's coming down to literally <laughs> the point differential, wins, losses. Like it's going to be crazy last week. And someone, like I said, the, the comp's been that deep. There's two or three teams and they've beaten teams above them as well. Yeah. Like it's the sort of comp where you look at it and go, well, anyone could beat anybody. So um, I've got the last game this weekend. And one of our former coaches and teachers, Cully, he's at Hills. Yep. He's playing last match of the round against the minor premiers. So can they still make it? They're, they're going to know if they have to win to get in, yeah, basically. Yeah. But they're playing also Wilso's team, Chrissy's. There you go. So they got the minor. <clears throat> um, they're locked in. But they had, a f- <clears throat> they had a week off last week. So I thought I thought maybe last round they might rest some players, but the fact that they had the week off last week, you don't rest and then have another week off for minor. Yeah. So they're definitely going to play this week. So tough game, but who knows? Should be good. But Actually missed. We were supposed to go to the... St. Dom's had the reunion. Yeah. But I missed it I saw because, that. Uh, because of what happened with Pop. So. And they... Put on a good show by the looks of it. I think they won. The players did, yeah. They, well. they played bass, so John's... They've got some good players. Uh, yeah, I had a bit yeah. of a look this year because the program sort of comes <clears> back. <throat> like Pollard, I think one of the halves, who's the Australian schoolboy half. Yeah. Jets in the team. The fullback, Jackson Edgar, is only the 16-year-old at Penrith. I think he played there and he's already contracted. He's supposedly yeah. a good player. A couple of good centres. Like they, uh, they look like the rugby league program certainly sort of back. Yeah, it is, yeah. To more what it used to be. I don't know if it's as loaded, but it's at least got some players like, there was a period there where there was almost nobody at Dom's. Yeah. And they fell down to the B tier. So it's at least good to set back on the map in that regard. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's <coughs> where it should be and that's where it belongs. But... <coughs> All right. Enough for the bit of the personal spit to start Let's things talk off. Let's about footing, mate. Let's rip through. This podcast is brought to you by bluebet.com.au. If you're going to have a bet with anyone, make sure you do it with the true blue bookie. No winner on the weekend, but still $1,060. 
Uh, eight weeks to go, hopefully. Rip some winners out on the run home. It's been uh, some odd results the last few weeks, but it certainly made for some interesting you know, build-up to this back end of the season. Thought a few things looked like a bit of a fade complete, but some of the team's form has just been a bit odd. And it's throwing a bit of a spanner in the work. So I guess we'll do basically a set of six. I don't really know if I have the structure or enough thing points here, but I'll rip through what I sort of do have. So tackle one, probably the big one I have from the weekend. It's just, it's sort of odd to see the difference between the top two and everybody else at this point. Mm. Usually by this point, people are starting to hit their straps <laughs> or get on a bit of a run in the last couple of weeks. It's, we've almost seen the opposite at the bottom end of the ladder here. Yeah, everyone like, was raving at the start of the year about how close the comp is. It's mm. actually moving the other direction, isn't it? Canberra, in my opinion now, after seeing that game and the couple of tries that I thought come off four passes, they flailed against the Tigers. You have the Cowboys who have come off a tough run of six wins in a row, have now lost two in a row um, and had a few lapses defensively. The Sharks got to win, desperately needing one, but you know, in the back end there, sort of showed those frailties. And then you've got South, who we all sort of thought would get the whip out here, who are flailing as well and just looking like they're in a bit of a hole. So yeah, all, all these sort of teams. South to win it. Mm. And then Melbourne. Melbourne being the same as what we've seen all year. They have a good week and a bad week. Well, there's no consistency to what they're doing. It's basically Penrith, Brisbane, New Zealand are probably the most next consistent team at this point in time. And then there's sort of daylight to everybody right now. Yeah. But now is usually when someone pops their head up and you actually have a thought of a bit of a dark horse. That sort of group from four down to even eight, nine, or ten. I'd say Newcastle's probably in better form than all those teams at the moment. Yeah. And they've rolled a few of those teams on the way. Like, I know they have to win their way in. But honestly, that bottom sort of group right now, I'm looking at it and going, man, you need to sort your shit out pretty quickly. Or this could just be Penrith, Brisbane, and nobody else. Book the prelims and wait until they roll up into Suncorp and yeah. Acor and see what happens. It's, uh, yeah. it's a bit of an odd turn of events. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Is, there, is there anyone you think could pull it from the fire, like without the Warriors, without killing someone's hopes? Like, no the offense, Warriors. I don't. I, I don't like look at the Warriors. Raiders right now and see a threat. I, don't, I still don't think the Sharks have got enough. South are the only real one I look at with what's there off potential and what we sent early in the year. But a lot needs to change and fast. Mate, the Warriors been. Winning. I love the Warriors. If the Warriors finish top four well, and win week one, they get a home final. Sure. Good luck. Well, they'll get a home final week one, but if they, yeah. they're top four and win, they'll get a prelim over there. Well, top four, not week one if they're three and four. But No, bullshit. If you win week one and you're top four, yeah, no, you no, take I'm saying week final. one, they won't get a home final. Oh, apologies, yeah. Week three or week two, they get one guaranteed. But yeah, could you imagine a prelim? Imagine winning smart. and getting a prelim. If they win... Because they I, like, I, think, I think they can beat Brisbane. I think they can too. Because like, I think I, they Brisbane can score, but they can also in get game. into the grind. If they've got to come to Penrith, that's going to be tough. Yeah, that's why I said the other way. If, if I'm Penrith, if I'm New Zealand or the Storm or anyone at the moment, because I think New Zealand are in the top four. I don't want to play Brisbane, but I want to play Brisbane more than Penrith. Whoever grabs fourth, I don't want to go to Penrith. And I think right now, mm. I looked at the other day because I forgot about the buy. Point differential, Penrith will finish first if they finish either. They will, yeah. So I don't want about to... about 100 points ahead of I want to be third. So if I'm New Zealand, I want to damn make sure that I get the results the next few weeks to make sure I'm staying in third. That's not to say Penrith don't rest and give away the last round or let Brisbane get that spot, but and that's not to say the Warriors can't beat Penrith. No, I'm not neither. saying they can't beat Penrith. But I'm sure if you ask them who they'd probably rather play right now. <coughs> I find they always play well in Queensland, the Warriors. They do. They've uh, had a bit of a history coming up, but a lot of um New Zealand expats there. Mm. But even I, I just yeah, they'll just, they'll get a different game. I go just that they'll urgency. get a different game against Brisbane, they'll get a more open game, drier track. The urgency, though, from some of these teams, like man, that'd be such a good game. Like Brisbane, Brisbane Warriors, that'd be, that'd be really cool. Mm. <clears throat> Roosters had it all to play for the week before. We're ordinary. Manly had it like all who, to play. Who's going to finish fourth this week? 
Oh, who knows? Storm and Raiders go a long way this week Probably because the, storm. the results from the weekend, no matter how poor Melbourne were, all helped Melbourne because all those teams down there, Cronulla beat South to keep them yeah. even. Cowboys had a loss. Newcastle won and come up into the mix. Like that, that this week goes a long way. I, I still, think. I don't want to play Melbourne come finals either. Yeah, I think again, <clears throat> if we land in the top four and it's Penrith week one, I just put a pen through us. I reckon we get dapped up again and then roll back week two and. If we're playing South or somebody like that, I'd, I'd be worried that we go bang bang out the back door or Cowboys if it's the right form line. Um, but definitely need to see more signs of life, that's for sure. Yeah. But oh yeah, I'm really struggling at the moment to look at anybody outside of that. And Newcastle are in that same boat that we probably thought about the Cowboys and all that. If they come off the back fence here and have to string together eight or nine in a row to get there, will they be raring to go week one or will they would burn all their petrol? Because now Best has a hamstring, he's out this week. Safidi's under a bit of a cloud. Like, the longer run you put together like that, like we saw the Roosters last year or the Cowboys at the moment, it gets harder. Yeah. So, can they maintain the rage? I don't know. But one of these teams, like a Cowboys off the bye this week, which is great timing, I think, for them, or Souths, like, someone's got to wake up and wake up fast. 100%. Because at the moment, any of them that go up into the top four and play the Warriors or any of these sort of teams right now, I wouldn't couldn't pick a broken nose. Yeah. It's sort of three teams I'm looking at who have at least shown that they're willing to be consistent. But uh, that's a little bit of a worry, but I guess this, the second sort of talking point, and I've got a lot of people revved up on the weekend, the send-offs, some of the calls, it was a fairly controversial week, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree. I don't agree with the send-off, and they come out today and said... So which no, one are we talking about? Well, I, I didn't agree with either, really. In terms of send-offs, I think there's been as bad, if not similar, during the year. Oh. Then, <coughs> then a day later to watch... There's an argument for Arthur slipping a little bit, but Granville loses his legs, jumps, and puts Arthur's off the field, and it's just a penalty, not even a sin bin. Mm. The day before, Brown's got plenty of intent, sure, but in terms of that contact, and then the Mo one, like the Mo one I looked at, he had intent to come out of the line, and Chance sort of dips his head a little bit, but I looked at all of them and just thought, okay, if he was so straight on Brown, it was almost like they set the standard that they had to send Mo. And then the George one, when I watched it, I had to slot right down to find that contact. That's two tall guys, doesn't really bend his back. And like after seeing it, I'm like, yeah, he did get him in the jaw. But again, I like look at the Val one a couple of weeks ago and you make the same argument again. Mm. Okay, so at the time, sort of <clears throat> off the shoulder, into the head, or the one up like a bin, but a send off, like that hasn't been the benchmark all year. Yeah. It's been plenty similar. And then well, suddenly, again, we it's going to argue from a week to week standard, they were both. Yeah, they... Well, day to day. Like, the Granville one, I just sort of looked at. And then the gradings. Like, that gets a grade one. Yeah, I... Um, just... And then the other one that got me, I didn't... The grading... Didn't have a problem with the grading, but I had a problem with what I spoke to you about, which seems to be the case. If you're a forward and you're a half, in any sense, whether it's late or in the ribs or check him in the line or head contact, it's absolutely blue murder. But a little eye, turn shoulder, man down, shoulder on the head, feet off the ground. Like, I'm fine with the grading because I didn't think it was as hard. But if Nelson does that the other way around, he gets a month. Yeah. So I didn't think the contact was terrible, but like a half on a floor, it almost just, oh, yeah. And it was his third and subsequent. All he got was a fine. Mm. Whereas a third and a subsequent for George, it was a different grading, mind you. He's out for a month if he doesn't play guilty. Yeah. And it's one of those ones where it's very close when I watched that a few times in replay where it's like it started on the shoulder, but he's gone through and got the head. Yeah. And I'm not saying he didn't have bad technique. He didn't bend his back at all. So you leave yourself in that position. And Ennisley said as much today. <laughs> Um, and like Greenville's is sort of, you know, Arthur's dips into contact and he, again, sort of jumps because he's a smaller man. Timing wrong or Mo with Chance, he's sort of coming from the side there and he dips his head a little. Like they're all ones where it's just the slightest 
act of not bending your back a little bit or changing your target. And Brown, same deal. You're running like that with a straight back. You know, you're asking for it. Yeah. But I just think send off to me when I saw that. I thought Brown's one had intent. I thought Moe's didn't. Like, I, I, I don't see how Moe avoids contact. And it's his because it's his first defense, he got one game. So at least on that side of things, I was like, okay. Yeah. The Granville one, yeah, I thought he was lucky to stay on the field. I thought that surely was at least a bid. Like Arthur's just gone for the game. But when you when you're talking about like the standard, I thought Brown one, based on what we've seen all year, was a Sinbin. I thought Moe's, based on what we've seen this Sinbin. year, Sinbin. Plus they lost a player, so I'm like mm. Sinbin at minimum, surely. Yeah. Like but I the saw one, the, one with, the one with Moe's is is the one that I think we really need to look at. Well, Randall did the same if, thing if a couple Mo, of times too. Moe has hit him high. Yeah. Whether it was uh, whether it was within ten or not, it's still against the rules. Yeah. He's knocked. Um, was it Chance? He knocked Chance out. Yeah. Chance gone. Chance has gone for H-O-A, the game. He's gone this week too. I I don't have a problem with Moe not being able to return to the field if he can't return to the field. Yeah. Yeah. But the other because one, of an injury that you've caused via foul play, then I think you get into murky waters when you did start you see- to look at intent. Yeah, that's what because I'm saying. Because Moe's certainly got intent to be physical. Yeah, he did come he up. have intent to knock him out? No, of course not. No. Like, that's just not in his game. He, he just, doesn't have that in him. Whereas I, I look at Browns and go, that like that, that's intent. You've got intent. You've Three always got intent in. when you tackle Brown. And I like that about Brown. Yeah. I don't have anything wrong with Nathan Brown. I think his technique's flawed because he's that shorter height where he doesn't have to dip as much. But in that case, when, he's When got I watched wrong. it again, I think I saw it yesterday... It didn't look as bad as it did when I was watching. No, it that's why I said here. Yeah, I didn't agree it was a send off. I thought the intent was certainly there, mm. but to have the the fracas and scuffle afterwards, I thought he of, hit it like he hit him like in him the good. jaw. Yeah, you got it good. Don't get me wrong. I but, just and I also found like Andrew Johns in commentary, like oh, it's not a send off. Like just going, it's not even a penalty. Like it's, it's a well, fucking it's penalty. A, it's a penalty. And it's like, minimum. And this moronic um, opinion yeah, that the, keeps getting recycled in the media archaic. is actually. Causing the outrage. That's what's causing the outrage. Yeah. Like I, I land somewhere in the middle, and I, I try to look at them all. Yeah. Uh, you know, individually, and I, I don't like to talk. You know, I don't like to talk about referee consistency because no, no. you're never going to get it. Or judiciary consistency. I agree that I'm more. It should be more a more simple process, and it yeah. should be easier to land. These just on the impact same page games in a big incident. way. That's I, why I'm I, like, I have to speak about it because there was multiple. No, I'm not week, saying yeah, don't talk all. about no, it. No, what I'm saying know. is just. But not week to week. If there's one like this weekend, though, there was no, just, it's just every day there was something where it was like that has when a big people are talking about consistency. I'm like, well, we can't get consistent performances from players. It's the same thing. No, but even in a day to day, like Granville, the next day it goes back to my argument. I'm like, is it because he's a smaller bloke that you sort of like, oh, it's a bit of an accident? You know, he's jumped up on a guy that's a little bit bigger than him. I'm like, well, Randall and Dallin. I'm like, that one's not too dissimilar to me to the one that happened with Mo only moments earlier. Yeah, and I think the. Uh, the video ref was suggesting Sinbin. He's gone, no, just report and penalty. He wasn't even charged today. So that's why I'm looking at it again going, well, how the fuck does Brown only get yeah. a week for a grade two? And they go, well, it's his first offense this year because he hasn't played much. I'm okay, but you sent him off. So saying a send-off would be saying, you know, yeah, it's a big, big penalty. I know the system goes off the gradings and offenses, but that, and then like a Luo losing his feet on a third and subsequent on a smaller man, and then a Granville... Like, again, bloke off the field, but that's a grade one. Like, he got smashed in the face and he's gone. Yeah. Like, I don't get the gradings again. This is like when we went NRL that day and they showed us the speed tackles, remember? And that lodge who'd one, I, that lodge one they I showed us. I had an argument with Michael Buehner. It was fucking horrendous. He had, like, a lodge doing a Christmas grip and throwing a guy on his head. And he's like, that's a grade two. Then he showed us a grade three. 
And I was like, that is the worst fucking example I've ever seen in my life. Like, you wonder why we walked out of there saying exactly what we're talking about now. You wonder why people get confused. Yeah. Like, your gradings of the tackles you've just showed us, that one you've just showed us has zero control, zero normal <laughs> technique. That's a straight up fucking reserve grade guy, big night the night before, coming out with just intent to maim someone. <laughs> Get him by the old beanbag and flip him on his head and just go, mate, you're the human javelin. I was like, he goes, that's a grade two. I'm like, grade two? It's one of the worst tackles I've ever seen. Yeah. I don't know what a grade three is. And then the grade three didn't even look that bad. I was like, all right. Okay. But, but yeah, between that and like Randall and Moe a couple of moments apart, I'm like, well, again, is it because that's a smaller man? Like, yeah. You've given penalty. And then a couple of seconds later, like send off. We've gone from one extreme <laughs> to the other. I know the contact seemed a bit less, but it was a straight up face shot yeah. from a guy who's jumped a little bit because he's smaller rather than getting his target on the chest. I guess the point to take away here is though there's been multiple suspensions, big impact on teams. I don't see, like I know they're saying there's no edict, but I, I also thought the whistle got the absolute pee blown out of this weekend compared to most weeks, which, you know, it's, it's hard to buy into that sometimes, especially that manly uh, Roosters game. I think it was like 34 total penalties combined between penalties and six uh-huh. agains. Like, no offence, you say there's no edict. Well, mm-hmm. fucking hell, the whistle's been away for a few weeks and we know damn well in the finals we'll be lucky to see double digits of either. Yeah. Just like there is an origin. So, I just found it a weird weekend in that regard. And in particular, that Titans game, like, I, I thought that sort of ruined the game. Like, watching it, it was frantic, it was exciting, but I thought both sides got a bit off kilter because it was send-off, Sinbin, then, like, even the Sinbin for Murata and Dave, like, no offence to Dave, he fucking punk- basically pushed the guy in the face. Yep. And he copped the tiniest little slap. And then Murata got binned. I'm like, fucking, you should be binning both of them. Mm. He's up in his face. He's trying to walk off the mark. And then he's face pumping. Yeah. <coughs> and he's Agreed. giving him the tiniest little dap. He hasn't Hetherington where he's just gone on a slapping bend of the last month and hit like three different people. Yeah, and I watched the replay. And I was just like, again, where the what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Like, if that's in a finals game, just split them up. Knock it off. Yeah. Like, stay out of the game. It's way too big an impact. We need to go back on the slap one as well. Like, if you slap someone, you shouldn't be sitting in for a slap. Nah. And like I said, Heather has unleashed a bend in the last few weeks, but there's one or two of them where I'm like, someone sort of baited him or a little half got away or something, but going to the bin, like, really? Yeah. Because Latrell earlier in the year absolutely smashed Harry Grant's face in, got nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, you wonder why people get angry because in the Warriors game, the guy that ran in, I think it was Ale or whatever, and barely touched Cleary with a jersey grab, got bin for it. And this is why people get angry. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Just. Between the gradings and game to game on the weekend, it just sort of felt like suddenly between that and the penalties, uh, things really ramped up. But my biggest issue is it affected a lot of games. Like, Dude, if it, yeah. if someone's genuinely got that intent, hurt someone, maimed someone, foul play, shoot, fair enough, send off. But compared to like the Safidi one earlier in the year, the mass coding a knockout on Simpkin, which is just blatant as all hell, put him in the next week. Like that's a send off. Yeah. Ones where you get a little bit wrong where your target's bit off and you clip someone. I know we're in this day and age of player safety, head eye shoulders, but I've seen heaps of shit in the last 20 weeks in between that that I've looked at and gone, wow, that was a bit missed or that was pretty bad. And nothing, no charge, no report. Yeah. And you just sort of sit there and go, well, again, this is the frustration. So <sighs> We'll move on from that one, but uh, let's hope that's not the case in the final <laughs> series, and I don't think it will be. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Moving on, three... Some signing news, and there's been a fair bit. But Michaeli Ravalawa, oddly, he left the Wolves, come to the Titans, barely played two games, gone back to the Wolves. So that's that's a lot of that's a lot of flying and a lot of travelling within the one year for yeah, Michaeli. Yeah. But you've got rid of him. Uh, this one I found strange, but I sort of understand it because backup halves get paid good money in the NRL. They're like a quarterback would be. But Jack Cogger going back to Newcastle for three years, like the management, the whole coaching setup is completely different to when he was there. I get that, and he's yeah. more of a local. Mm. 
to, to go back there now, this situation, like gambles off as of next year. But the way they're playing right now, I don't really see why they would play with Cogger and Hastings next year as opposed to Cogger and Gamble and Ponga with what they're sort of built right now. Yeah. Because I look at Cogger and think you're closer to me to what Hastings does than what Gamble does, unless you've got a plan for him to go to 13 and, you know, roll an Elliot to your bench or a back row or something else, depending on who you're losing. Yeah. But that one for him, I'm like, all right, three years back up, clearly security and good money. Yeah. And the other offers, whether it be the Tigers or this, that, and the other, he's probably looked because he has been moved and had that experience before of going, you know what? That's not a place I want to go for a year or two because that's going to put me in the same situation again. So I'll take the job security. But yeah, just for them, I found that odd. They also signed Jed Cartwright for two years. Um, similar deal again with what they've got coming through, like Thomas Kent, Oren Keeley. Now they're losing Fitzgibbon. I don't know whether that's more a stopgap or more a squad depth signing. That's another one in the mold of what we talked about this year. They've got a lot of guys that are utility types between back row, middle, center. Like They've got a lot of that in their squad. So... Uh, unsure, but an extension you probably do like. Dylan Lucas signed for two more years. Obviously had a bad run of injuries, but transitioned more like a back row center. Yeah. So keeping him on. And I like him. And Ari Tuwala, who looked like he was gone, they've given one more year. Yeah. Same <clears> deal, <throat> I think. In terms of depth, they're a good backup and squad player. <clears throat> Definitely. Oh, that's yeah. someone I'd be keeping as well. Canberra with the other one to make some moves this week. So Danny Levi, um, they obviously like what he's done. I know he hasn't played a lot of grades. He's had a couple of bad jaw breaks, but clearly what he does off the field they like. They've added a year. So yeah. he had 24, they've had 25. Um, Trevelyan, Adrian Trevelyan, who won the Peter Sterling medal, for those that don't know, schoolboy cup, <clears throat> highest honor you can get. Horrible run of injuries. Uh, I don't know if that was his debut or his <clears throat> second game on the weekend. But they've got him on a development deal again next year. So clearly they're not willing to give up on him yet, which is fair enough, but needs to stay healthy. Yeah. And then Chevy Stewart, who's the big name <clears throat> if you haven't seen in Canberra, got from the Sharks. 17-year-old kid, played New South Wales, 19s, just turned 18. Huge extension for him, 2026 and an option for 2027. So essentially a four-year deal for the kid. Unreal for Cameron. And yeah. in a couple of years when he physically develops, if he stays on the sort of trajectory he's at right now, that's certainly the future one for the Raiders. Yeah. He's a very good player. <clears throat> yeah, very, very but good like, Yeah, we're talking, let's just put it in perspective, just turned 18, so can play SG ball again next year. And then yeah. play three years of flag. Yeah. 19, 20, 21. So essentially four more years before he has to play cup or a grade. Well, he's been playing cup. I know. And that's what I'm saying. He's yeah. already at cup level. <clears throat> so on like yeah. a Sawali scale of these guys, you see jump grades or move very quickly. He's essentially gone straight from mats almost a flag after ball into cup within 18 months. And is very borderline, <clears throat> maybe with another preseason playing some NRL. Yeah. So right. that's the sort of scale of escalation we're talking here. I think that'll be the plan. Hmm. And the fact that he has played cup this year and they've probably managed it quite well <clears throat> and he's held up well, like they wouldn't want to break him. But no, clearly, you, don't, you don't have to rush him. He's come along nicely. No, and that's why you do a deal like this where I don't think the money would be crazy. It probably ratchets up at the back end. But there'd be good money right now to make sure, like, all right, you're here. Yeah. You're the long-term plan. You're our one. You know, let's develop, keep developing this thing nicely and move. And, you know, when he hits his straps or has another spurt or gets to that point, he'll be playing first grade yeah. permanently, I think, for a long period of time for the Raiders. Uh, and the last one for them, Hola, Peter Hola had an option for one more year. I know he hasn't played a lot, but he's taken that option. So he'll be there also for another year. Dogs with a big one. We talked last week. A lot of it's confirmed now. Jamin Salmon, two years. Blake Taff, yeah. two years. We knew that Light landed for a year. Gus has all but confirmed that they're interested in Watson, but it all comes down to a medical. Connor Watson. So they've done that medical. They just need to clarify a few things, talk about that, <clears> and they're very keen to have him, depending on those results. Yeah. 
And the one that was announced today, who didn't hear the terms, but we heard sort of last week they were looking at was Tokyo come back. So that's looking like two years close yeah. to a million. I don't really like that one when you see him literally <laughs> saying that he's breaking down and that's the reason he's leaving. And then he's barely played for Catalan. I think he's played six games out of like yeah, 20. Strange one. So, and then I heard people say, oh, it's about leadership. It's like, well, talking about leadership, I'm not saying he doesn't do that, but he's more a guy leading by actions more than words. And the point is at his career, he's not really getting those actions because he's not on the field. If I'm going to invest half a million or close to that, I'd rather get someone I know is going to play 20 games for me. Yeah, great. So, and the other ones are a similar position. Like, you're bringing Tuff in to nail a position now? Or is he going to do the same role again? Or is Salmon going to nail a position now? Or is he another utility squad type player? It's Salmon. Like, he's done well transitioning that back row spot, but he come through as a six. He can play a bit of center. He's put a bit of weight on in that regard, though. So I think now he's probably more a back row or a six straight up. Um, Jamon Samon but for them like Taff like, what's Taff playing is he one really? is Critter staying in the centres yeah who like, knows that's what I, I look at and go I like Taff but for him I don't, I don't think this is the club that we've been looking to go to Yeah, and it's not a knock on the Bulldogs I just look at him and go alright well they got Crichton for that reason supposedly now they say no no that's not the case I'm like okay but then in your halves situation they bought Sexton for that reason and they've got Burton I'm like okay well he played halves with Ilias coming through like if he gets stuck there then what are they doing with Sexton this revolving door and in the process here, they're saying they don't tap people. They've tapped four people in the process. And RFM's still on the outer. You know, mid-year, they've got rid of... Basically, looks like two of their juniors are going to go. They tap Reynolds. They've just tapped Franklin Pelle. He's gone to England. So, all these guys have only just brought in a head strap back out the door. Yeah. Um, so, this cycle seems to continue, but we'll have to wait and see how that pl- plays out for them next year, I guess. Uh, and the last one was the Cowboys announcing it's now official, Jake Clifford for next year. Giant actually mind. Clifford was playing some good footy at the back end there after yeah, a I, lot of struggles. I, yeah, I don't love it. <laughs> oh, I just think for what it would be, money-wise, one year, going back to where he played, um, you're basically getting a free run at someone who's got ability. He's still only 22-23 for nothing. Chad's off contract next year. Dean's off contract next year. Jake Burke, one of their gun young kids, is off. And then Duffy's got two years. And yeah. Chester's off. So they've essentially got a group of three or four extremely talented kids. Tommy Dearden, who's obviously going to be offered good money on the market, and Chad on the way out. So I think they've positioned themselves here with a group of four or five guys that can play six or seven ages 20 to 24. Mm. And just, you know, logging in there to hopefully end up with, with two or three of them. But I think it's a priority for me that Dearden stays. Oh, like Chad's definitely gone when his deal's time, done, yeah. but Dearden can't go. <laughs> Was taught the other day about an offer they made being around the 650, 70-ish sort of mark. And I thought, fuck, if he hits the market to me, I don't think he's a million-dollar player, but I certainly think minimum someone's going to give him eight. Like halves are a dime a dozen right yeah, now. Yeah, he'll get eight easily. And this is a kid that's already been playing for five years, played Origin, and as tough as nails and developing every week. And he's yeah. got all the, like you said, all the little free things you can't teach for a half in terms of the defense, the attitude, the running game. You can add the other stuff and work on the skill and build all that stuff up. But you can't teach the things that Tommy Dean's got right now. No. So if they're only rolling at 650 and you talk about what Chad's sort of been right there, 7, 750, I'd essentially be offering him Chad's deal. Maybe with some incentives laced to it to kick it up to 850, 800, whatever it needs to be. Yeah. But if he got the market tomorrow, all right, I know it's probably going to be bottom end teams, but it wouldn't surprise me if someone's hitting 800 plus. No. For Tom Dean. So um, that's going to be something they're going to have to decide on, but we'll wait and see. Uh, next tackle would probably be just some of the injuries that happened on the weekend. Lodge, ACL, if you're manly, what do you do there? 
you think you try to keep him on the minimum or something like that? Like, oh, I definitely would. Considering yeah. the payments that he's got the last few years and gone from everywhere else, he's got a fair bit of backlog cash. You think you'd just be taking a bit of security, wouldn't you? Absolutely. And for them, you're looking yeah. at you know, rehab. What's it now? August. You get him mid next year. Seven months. Yeah. Sort of looking four months here, May. So probably eight weeks in, ten weeks in. If it's a clean tear, not much cartilage damage. Right. Yeah. Cheap labour. <clears throat> um, yeah. Brimson for you guys, they're saying week to week, but there's now talk they're going to rub him out for the rest of the year. Probably. And Verrill's just got shut down today as well, <laughs> shoulder surgery. So Verrill's is done again. Uh, surgery rise. Stain's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Sebastian and Chris, Canberra said possibly done for the year. Yeah. Hamstring tear, yeah. so that's pretty big for them. Ouch. Uh, big blow. Chance, it looks like he's missing this week, not named. Herbie, I think he was named, but a knee problem's getting checked out. Reynolds is back into the mix, and for Melbourne, they've named Hughes, but there's still some talk that he's week to week at the moment. So for them, coming to a critical game, yeah, it's not great. Uh, Best was another one that had some concern about him. He hasn't been named this week. So coming to the Dogs, who they towed up last time, um, you th- they got a couple of players back. You think they'll want to respond in a big way. But for Newcastle, like we're saying, when you get them on these runs, the one thing you don't want along the way is a couple of injuries or suspensions to hurt your momentum. And Safidi's been named, but he's touching go with his hamstring as well. So, interesting one there. And the other probably big one from the weekend, Arrow went off with spasms. They're saying it's nothing more than that, but it's not really an ideal thing when you're you know, you're just making contact and getting in a tackle and your back locks up like that. So, it was uh, an interesting weekend. And then on top yeah, of that, then Burgess caught three weeks. So, mm. he's probably there. Out of their middle, Barrett's Tola, like he's their real point of difference in terms of getting quick play of the balls. So him to be rubbed out basically now until week one of the finals, that's a big blow. Yeah, it is. Uh, tackle five, one before that. Interesting point on coaching signings when we talk about. It's only sort of been rumoured, but it looks sort of to be the case that O'Brien has been confirmed that he's going to be there for next year, the last year of his deal, but they are not. They don't want to talk extension, which I think is fair enough. Yeah, that is fair enough. Given what sort of happened from the start of the year to now and to get to the point they have, just because you're not in the finals yet, but things have turned around, everyone seems to be buying in. But I think for both parties, it's just... Plain and simple. Like we said, guarantee next year, move on, sort out your roster, we see how we're going midway point. Yeah. Like, we're five years into it. Yeah. Things are sort of on the build. Um, yeah, let's not talk crazy extensions or this, that, that. Let's just finish the deal out. We'll get to a point next year where we're sitting there going, okay, is this progressing or are we heading in the right direction or do we need to go somewhere else? Holbrook, I haven't seen an announcement, but everyone's been spurting it. Three years apparently with the Roosters. Dogs, Roosters went in massively hard, but I think this is a big win for the Roosters. Good move. Because this is a guy who I, I know he probably wants another job, but Roosters pay their assistance well. You've just been burned uh, from a club. He clearly doesn't want to go back to England because from all reports, every single person basically threw their hat in the ring to get him to go back over there. Yeah. But three years at the Roosters. And very good with attack. That's probably one thing they've really struggled with this year. Um, yeah. And been there prior. And the last one on that was one of the clubs that really went hard for him was the Warrington Wolves. They've signed Sam Burgess, which I find very interesting. Yeah. Because in terms of apprenticeship, like I know he coached Rusty, his team up Aurora Valley, which is A grade, which is a bit different. I don't know his exact role where he is now, whether it's more consultant or full-time assistant, but down that chain of what they've got there in terms of assistance, I think he's three or four. But that's a big gig to... Like I know England's different than NRL. I, I think this may be more to do with profile and personality for them. Warrington seem to have that sort of track record, I guess, of high-profile pro, high signings or a bit of turnover every now and then. But, uh, yeah, very interesting. And surprised how much he loves Australia that he go back to England. Because <laughs> it's pretty much one thing he's said since the day he got here. So, 
I don't know much about Warrington or what it's like as a place, but yeah, two years back to Warrington, so going to be a real test to see what he's learnt. That's for sure. Yep, hasn't done like a cup team or a flag team or this, that, and the other. I know that, like I said, the Aurora Valley thing. I have no idea what group that is or what sort of standard we're talking. But that's very different to taking over a full time roster. So I don't know about the setup around him or the assistance, but it's uh, that was an interesting one. I thought with some of the options you'd have on the market. Very interesting, but. There you go. And the last tackle we'll do is the power rankings. Thanks to the Penrith Solar Center, Jake and the crew there. Get on board and don't be sidelined by rising power bills this season. Let the team at PSE find you the highest quality solar solutions and put money back into you and your family's pocket. Call 1800 2029 30 today or visit www.penrithsolar.com.au. Number one, it's a no-brainer. It's still the Panthers. Yeah. And number two is a no-brainer. It's still the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, number three, the Warriors. Yeah. And for the same reason, they're the most consistent three. After that, I'd say flip a coin. If you're going to go on form, I'd say you'd probably put Newcastle at four, even though they're not even in the eight, realistically, if you take the buys out. I'm, sticking the, I'm still sticking the storm there. And that's who I've left. I was disappointed last week, but I'm just still trying to figure out what's doing with Olin. This is the second time he's been dropped. Uh, there was no Remus. Pat played 40 minutes on the weekend. Uh, I saw a little bit of a clip. He looked... He looked good. Not... Hesitant. He, he looked good once he got moving. He didn't look as quick off the mark. He kicked some nice goals. Had a couple of nice touches. Yeah. But I still think it's ridiculous he's playing kick up. I just yeah. think to get the minutes and what they want to do with him into him, I think that's where it's going to happen. Yeah. Number it's not five. Going to great. Um, I got the Raiders. I don't. I left South there purely again off potential. No. But I'm they've not. been horrendous. I'm off them. I'm off them too. But I'm yeah. off them, mate. I just find it hard with what else is there. I'm off them. Who you got at six then? Uh, the Knights. I've got the Knights form. at six as yeah. well on form. Seven, I left the Cows. I know the weekend off, but that's where I've got them for now. Seven, I've gone um, the Rabbitohs. And eight, I've got the Raiders. Eight, I've got the Cows. Because, again, they still can't win a game by more than 10. They almost blew that one there, and I thought they were very lucky they scored twice off forward passes. Mm. But in between them, I know Cronulla got a weekend. Eels dodging the bullet there. There's a couple of teams there. I was like, you are very lucky after the weekend to still be in the position you are. And Annesley, I think, confirmed today that the little try was a try. In yeah. their opinion. So that's another one where a team that is at the bottom is like, well, fuck, that doesn't help us yeah, now. But, but for Parramatta, you're like, yeah, <laughs> that keeps you alive. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a very interesting game. Um, mm. But yeah, there you go. Power rankings, thanks to the Penrose Soul Centre. And now the review of the round. Brought to you by Sinclair, Hyundai, Penrith, Toby and the team there. Corner of York Road and Bat Street. SinclairHyundai.com.au or give them a buzz 47600603. If you're looking for a Veloster, a Kona, a Santa Fe, they've just released a couple of new models and new shapes. Quite nice. Are they? If I didn't have my new rig that I've had for a couple of years now, I'm uh, quite a fan of... A you might have been open to getting a new car. I had a look the other year, but <clears throat> I was pretty interested in the vehicle that I ended up with. But a few new designs on some of their vehicles are quite nice. So. Yeah. If you're interested, Toby and the team there. Hard to miss if you're one from the Riff. Opposite the netball courts on Batch Street. Tell them we sent you. But reviews of the games from the weekend. Let's jump in. Roosters Manly. It's another one of these ones like the week before for the Roosters where I sort of look at it for Manly and go, they've got it all to play for, but I thought they just missed the jump and they were pretty ordinary, if I'm being honest. Ordinary, um, ordinary old game, this one. Particular through the middle. I thought they were very ordinary. Pretty soft tries on the edges, but this game pretty much was summed up by... 21 penalties, 13-6 again, 30 total, a sin bin and a send-off. It was a messy old game. Yeah, it was. But 
the Roosters, it's sort of been a week on, week off sort of thing right now. I thought for them, um, they sort of had that energy that I thought they missed last week. Thought the move to get Hutchison back in sort of steadied things. Yeah. Not, not to say that Sandin's been playing bad, but I think when you're playing with veterans and not playing their best football, it puts a lot of pressure on you. For Hutchison, he's one of those guys who just comes in, does a job. He's got nothing to lose, but, you know, he was good. Run pass options, kicked a nice 40-20, had a hand a couple of tries. Freed Kiri up a little bit. I, I thought it was probably the best game a lot of their OBs had in a long time, too. Yeah, it was. Sawali was right up for it. Manu's energy comeback. Teddy was good. Tupo's oh, every week, you know, what you're going to get from him. But I'm happy to see Billy Smith get a run of games together. I know he's been in and out this year, but off the back of three major injuries, you see glimpses at times of the quality of Billy Smith when he gets one-on-ones and gets opportunities. He's a big body. He's got a good I, fan. I agree. I agree, mate. Yeah, he's got a lot of ability. But he's one of those ones where Very for your normal cool. person, guy, he's fucking shit. It's like you don't know the story for a club or something like that to persist with someone like Billy Smith. Yeah. Billy Smith's a very good player. Billy Smith's one of these guys you knock on wood, cross your fingers and touch everything that he just fucking gets 12 months of football behind him. Yeah. Because know. if he realizes his potential when you see the glimpses of what he is, he's a hell of a footballer. Yeah. His biggest problem is when he gets hurt, he doesn't just get hurt. He does a fucking number on himself. He goes kaboom. He's an ACL, like a shuttle. He's one of those guys. When he gets fucking injured, it's major surgery. And then it's the physical side, the minutes, the confident, like it's all going to come back after that. Yeah. But when he's peaking, like that, that is a very good football. Um, and there were some nice moments for him, like I said. One-on-ones outside, you see the physicality, defend off score, find a flick pass. Um, and the old firm, Collins and JWH. But the, the biggest thing for me here was to see Wong start and play. I thought he was immense. Very good player. For a baby, 55 tackles. And if that was a fucking try, that's that's not a double movement. I'm sorry. I'm talking like an old try hog here in the back row. But if you slide forward and roll over like that to me, like his elbow touch the ground, like his body's moving there. Like he's naturally sort of, like you can't put your arms out. Like, come on, you tell me what you think. You probably tell me a minute here, but I can distinctly remember a few times when you hit the ground like that and you sort of roll over. To me, that's a try. I thought it was a no try. Yeah, well, fuck you, mate. <laughs> just saying, mate. But I thought that was a T.O.Y., but this game was over. It was... You just can't do it, mate. 22 zip. The big turning point, I guess, is uh, the Brown moment. And from there, I thought, man, they got some garbage time. But... Yeah, they were never winning. It was all done. Uh, their edges defensively were quite poor, but I think it all started with their middle. Their middle got beaten up. Yeah. So not a lot to take away from this one. Few guys had some moments. Ola, I thought Toff seconds in after the sin mini certainly made up for it. Um, Garrick's always busy, but yeah, they just look a bit, bit ordinary at this point in time. Do you mm. think they'd consider playing Schuster in the back row now, or there's no point until you get books? Oh, I, I don't know, <clears throat> but I I don't think so. And then the other one, I know you've got him. Mean, you probably can't speak on it, but this is my opinion, not yours. I look at who you've got in cup and a few of the guys there, and where the year is right now, and think, well. If that was the case, like Arthur's with us next year, I'd consider playing Arthur with Cherry and getting Schuster into the back row and then putting, you know, if, if Tuolagi, what's Tuolagi's job next year? Because I'm assuming he's the one who's moving if Schuster's the back row. And then a guy like Fualalo, who's been outstanding for you guys, I, if there's any way to play him now, I'd play him. Because much like Maddo and a few that have played and sort of got there, or even Gordon, like, what, what are we doing now? Mm. Like, if they think they're still alive, I get that. But rolling into Penrith this four points this week, don't know how confident they're going to be winning. So unless they want to throw the kitchen sink this week after that, I think their priority should be... Yeah, like post post this week... 2024. 
if you get beat by Penrith, it probably finishes your finals chances and then... Play those guys. Maybe the mindset changes. Mm. But then again, you know, how we're travelling in reserve grade may also have an impact on it as well. Mm. I don't know. I'm not privy to those conversations. No, that's what I'm sort of saying. That's my perspective because I'm not involved. I look for them and go, well, when a guy like Fulalo is having the year he's having and you've got a few older guys and some spots in your OBs that are probably going to be open next season, that's the kind of guy I'm looking at going, well, yeah. why not? You've thoroughly deserved this opportunity. Well, you're yeah. playing to that level. You're outshining guys that are NRL contracted or development contracted. You're young. You're talented. If anyone's got half a brain, like we've said about a lot of these guys watching Cut right now, if I'm a club, that's the sort of guy I'm looking for. 100%. Because the difference between, oh, we'll give you a training trial, and mate, we'll give you a guaranteed year, is huge for a person like huge. that. Huge. And that's the difference. People go, ah, oh, mate, they, every training full time. All the bad clubs waste three or four spots on fucking shit contracts or players they shouldn't. They're the sort of guys every year, if I was at a club and I had a recruitment manager, this is no offense to the Woodses and these kind of guys, but guys that get recycled or get these sort of spots, they're not what I want. Yeah. I'd be going, go find me the four best guys in Q Cup or New South Wales Cup, offer them a full-time deal for a year. Or development and that, whatever it takes, but something to let them know that they're going to be here. Yeah. Because if one of them hits, that's better than us signing someone for the sake of signing someone who minimum when they get a deal used to be a rep standard or a solid first grader who's not going to take minimum money. Yeah. They still want 200, 250. doesn't seem like much, but it might be an extra 50 to 100K that you've spent that you might need. Mm. go find a couple of guys that have that potential that have years left that have something to learn and give them the opportunity to do that I agree man because too often it doesn't happen yeah so mm. yeah uh, for the Roosters a lot, a lot of a lot happened afterwards people were saying with the draw look the draw next week's favourable like they are what they are for a reason so I'm not going to count my chickens until mm. the hatch but I think it's still very cool to look at the situation now thinking that I think South is still going to probably need to beat them last round to get in maybe if that happens, it's going to be an absolute bell ringer because it doesn't matter where they are on the ladder. They fucking hate each other. Yeah. So that could be nice to watch. Leaving that one behind, Warriors-Titans, again, huge credit to the Titans for the spirit they showed off the back of the send-off. Um, but I sort of thought that as good as some of the moments were here, I thought the emotions and what happened sort of put this game off kilter. And it wasn't as enjoyable for me. Some people thought it was good and a bit the frantic and the nature of it, but I sort of thought those early moments really put the game into an ordinary spot. And I thought the Warriors, Webster pretty much summed up. They won ugly. Um, and it's important that you do that. But yeah, I don't think he was overly impressed. No, they were poor. Um, they were really poor. And I think between both of them, they had their issues. Like for as good as what Fafita did on the ball that night between him and Foz, they had a nightmare with Johnson. Some horrible misses, some really soft misses. Um, like some of the middle stuff though I will give them a, I would still give them a bit of a rap for the, some of their attacking shape the trial that Tohu got and what they sort of ran off that was similar to what we talked about earlier that long to short and a drop where they pulled a line over and really stretched it out and then they hit a quick play of the ball and then I looked back at the post there was like three guys all spaced out three or four metres and it was a beautiful pass by Egan on the back of that so there were some positives in terms of moments but yeah, that wasn't the clinical Warriors, but I still put a lot of it down to what happened in those early stages and a lot of shit that was going on there. The game really just felt like it went off the rail. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, credit with 12 to play just the way they win. did. win. and... But, yeah. but that's it. And they, even though you turn that in the press conference, nothing that shit to me. Well, every team you play, none of them are top eight teams. It's like, what do you want to achieve? Or what do you... He's like, we just need to keep winning. Win. Like, that's the draw. The draw is what it is. Yeah. We've already played a lot of those teams. Exactly. So the, the only thing to do now is win. I don't care who it is. So, um, Johnson, again, I think uh, given the run he's sort of been on the wins, I don't know. I haven't looked at the Daly M's. I'd like to know what points he was on. Mm. 
I think he would have racked up a lot of threes in that run. Yeah. But we sort of talked about the controversial moment in this, but um, really nice to see Dill and Jazz back together. Jazz didn't get huge minutes, but did a good job. Walker has been superb. I think he's close to by the year. I'm not saying he is, but the contribution he's made off the bench for them, that point of difference, he's been a real X factor. Yeah. Really good X factor. But their pack was great again. Uh, Tohu, Barney, Ford, like the fact that the Dragons didn't give him more of a run. Credit to him. Credit to the club. Good recruitment. Late pickup. Um, and Egan's development keeps getting to new levels. But for the Titans, man, Jaden Campbell. I love Jaden Campbell. On, Everyone keeps saying, how do you fit all the pieces in? I'm like, I don't know, but my God, he looks good when he plays fullback. And I love that intercept. Poor old Jackson Ford, just eyes turned the whole time, eyes turned the whole time. Campbell's just watching him going, you're going to do it. He's going to do it. You're going to do it. And he threw it straight to him. And he just goes 80 the other way. The kick for the try. The goal kick like his dad when Tanner Boyd was down, put on the tee, took about 10 seconds, knocked it over. He's just, he's fantastic. Big fan. <laughs> Big fan. But they've got to find a way to make it fit in. I know Foz doesn't have long left. The year. I, I think Brimson... As good as he is at one, one of them's going to play six, one's going to play one. Yeah. They can't keep putting Campbell on the bench or elsewhere. He's got to be playing first grade. Week in, week out. Um, Sami, for feeder, I'll give a rap for his A, but certainly not his D. Hmm. There was some absolutely shocking moments. And Liu, for you guys, a lot of, I said someone not long ago, Baggy, I think Liu does a lot that goes unnoticed if you don't watch yeah. football class. Mm. Liu's a very good player. Yeah. Um, he's been a good boy for them. No, he is, mate. He is. Yeah. He's... It's it's the like I said, it's the subtle yeah, stuff that a coach yeah. would tell you when the uh, and the off field stuff. Who's He's someone we don't think about? And you go eyes out the and they go, "What?" He you go, "No, no, you you need to watch really closely." Correct. In terms of link play, how deep he gets in the line, his general carries, forty something tackles game, clean up work, ruck work, like third men ins, organizing, talk like he's that guy. And like you said, it'd be all the stuff we don't see. Is a reason they bought a guy like Leo. He's a professional, mm. ten plus years. 20-plus games every year, always healthy, always consistent, good football. Really good football. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Warriors now, I think it's a run of three in a row at home. Tigers and Waikato, they're the only team who gave the game Whew. to them. Manly, um, off the back of that. And I can't remember the last one. It might be the Dragons. And then they come to play oh, the Dolphins. Dear Lord. In Suncorp last round. So Let's have a look-see. I think that's the three. It's Tigers definitely this week in yeah, Waikato. Manly, definitely. Next Manly's week. the one after where you're going. That's the Daniel Anderson tribute night, so good luck with that. Dragons. And then the Dragons. Ooh. So the next three, and then they play the Dolphins <laughs> in Suncorp. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, I'm pretty sure, oh, without man. being too blunt, I think they're going to be in the top four. Oh, All right? <laughs> because the next three weeks... Yeah. Oh, Anyone right oh, now, dragons. if you don't know what I'm talking about, go look oh. up Moses Leota doing the Batista thing again <laughs> when the fireworks go off. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what the Warriors are sitting there doing right now. Uh, <laughs> right. The next three oh, weeks. The Dragons and the Tigers. The next Man, three like, weeks. Manly travel over there and they're a chance playing finals. That's a game. Yeah. Well, I'll give you the equivalent um, again. When you play your mate in like FIFA and you pick two. Barcelona oh, or Real oh. Madrid and you play against like Sydney FC and it's like a half star against a five star team. Yeah. I think that's the sort of attitude they're going to want to bring the next three weeks. And Webby, I'm sure he'll be hitting home the importance of three weeks at home, solidifying top four, like really dropping the hammer right now. And yeah. like, let's launch. Let's really fucking launch into this thing and secure that spot. And again, I don't know what they're looking like, but in terms of travel and being home, maybe they look at it last round if anyone's hurt or injured and they're in a good position and say, we're not going to send our old crew to play the Dolphins. Yeah. They might pull a few guys out and put a few guys up. 
I don't know. It's true. But if they're in a good enough spot in my head with the travel and the potential of coming here week one, maybe they just go, no, nah, we're not going to go to Australia for a month. We'll yeah. stay here. Might keep Tohu, AFB, a couple of those guys and just hold them back for Penrith or Suncorp. Or if that looks like they know what they're walking into, give them what Penrith named that week as well. Maybe they do send them to Suncorp and stay there going, all right, we're playing Brisbane this week, so let's just go. Yeah. Set up camp. Maybe still rest those guys or a couple of those guys, but it's all in their hands right now what they want to do. Uh, for the Titans, like we said, year's basically done. Tino's back next week, but now most suspended for a game. AJ's hit and miss, but same deal. If they've got any doubts, just take him out. Verrills is done now under the knife. Like anyone like that, just similar deal. If they've got people like Keanu, Kinney, any players they want to have a look at, Alec for a couple more games, they're the sort of ones now where you're in that situation again. Plan. Yeah. Look exactly. at them. Dez is coming. I'm sure he's pulling some strings in the background. <laughs> but just, yeah, that's where you sort of at. Probably the big thing for them now, they still haven't secured the deals with Fafita or Tino. Tino's certainly activated his claws. I don't know what's going on with Tino, but I think that'd be their priority. Sort that we out. We were again. just having a look, do you reckon? Well, now they're talking that Melbourne was very, very interested. So the fact we've been talking about Haas and Tino gets me very excited. I wish Tino never left, well, but just I understand get, why he left. He left because we started a good pack at the time. Yeah. Didn't really consider the offer. And he moved home. I don't know if he'd come back down. He won a comp there, didn't he? His last year, they beat Penrith. I think he was there for the Penrith one. Yeah, I think so too. So he did get a ring. Um, I'm pretty sure that was the last year he played. Yeah. So he's been with you guys, 21, 22. This is his third season, I think. Yeah. And then, he, yeah, he signed a decent extension on top of what he had, but options were all along the way. And I don't know whether this is more just a warning shot. Of- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Across the bow because he had bought into Holbrook and part of that was there. And a lot of people go, why do they give these to managers? Well, I think that was maybe his way. Like a lot of people do to the club to go, are we going to be stable? Yeah. And then only six months into that, they pulled the rug out from under him. Exactly. So it's more a message across the fact that you told me one thing and I'm putting in the hard yak of you and breaking myself and willing to be here for the long term. And you've essentially gone back on what you've said six months in. I'm not saying it's not the right decision, but you want someone to buy in and be the face of your franchise and then you do that. I think it's just maybe just a little whip crack across the bow to be like, okay. I think you're right. Just consider what we're doing here and where we're heading. Mm-hmm. Because if you do this again... That's why the options are in there for the next couple of years again. Unless this next deal that they lock in, he might go, there's no options, but I need more money. That's true. Because yeah. I don't trust you. Yeah. And if that's what I'm going to be here for, well, then something needs to be beneficial. Because otherwise I can go to Melbourne or I can go to Brisbane if Payne Haas leaves or something like that. There'll be plenty looking at him. Oh, or the Roosters, yeah. like we've already said, we already know what they're going to do next year after what's happened. They'll fucking break out every bank they have. Mm. So... That'll be interesting, but that, that's probably their number one priority, I think, if my Gold Coast Titans, the club. Yeah. Lock him in. And I don't know what sort of scale you put props on right now, but probably a big call for most people. Would you prefer Tino or Haas? Haas. Yeah? Yeah. I think I prefer Tino. Mm. I think Tino's minutes, like the equivalent. Diff, if, diff, for what club, though? I'm just, oh, anyone. Just yeah. straight like for like. I think 
why he's probably got the bigger motor. I think Tino probably, to me, brings more presence more to a group impact. in terms of a leadership and probably more impact as a character. And I think he plays just as good a quality minutes. And I think he hurts people. Mm. I think Haas is an absolute weapon, don't get me wrong. But I just think maybe in terms of presence, leadership and similar sort of output or close to, I know it's maybe not as efficient, but I think I'd take more maybe the person and what comes with Tino a little bit more. But if he's talking 1.2, 1.3, like, like some of the money they talked about the last few days is crazy. It's crazy. Crazy money. They were, again, reporting, depending on what true, that he knocked back a deal from Brisbane for three years, close to 1, 1, 1, 2, and it's looking like something like that in the market. I'm just like, well, that's big bickies. Yeah. I know the cap's gone up significantly, but um, if he wants that, maybe French rugby might have to be on the radar or a bottom four club. Yeah. Because that's huge. Uh, but moving on from that one, Panther Storm, we were there. Melbourne, pretty much simply, were in the cycle for 10 or so minutes, then they broke it. And everything after that, it felt like it was an error or a penalty. They didn't stay in it. Uh, really disappointed with Munster. Left Pez, Pez to do most of the long-distance kicking. Kicking and organising. And, and like, uh, from a million-dollar half, even off the back foot, you'd expect him to take control of that side of things and help the kid. You would think so. Um, <laughs> I think probably the other thing, that's not an understatement. I'm not saying the pack doesn't try, but I look at Melbourne right now, they remind me a bit more of where we were in 2014, 2015. They've got a lot of tradesmen-like guys, but we've really lost that impact. And that's what happens again, much like what happens to clubs when they win, when you're successful. That's why we've lost to Tino, and you lose these sort of guys, they move on your tohus and that over the years gradually and go to other clubs. And the biggest point that I said in our season preview was I'm worried about their middle rotation. Yeah. If Welch isn't healthy, if Sims doesn't get up to scratch... What Tui can stay on the field and deliver with Nelson, they're probably a middle or two short. And all year, Tui's been hurt twice. Nelson's been in and out. Welch hasn't quite got back to where he was off the back of two or three really bad lower leg injuries. And Sim, similar deal, hasn't quite got there yet. Yeah. So if that's the middle and your rotation's not reliable, and then your SD packs, the Kings, your Lieros, Barakatoa has got a bit of leg speed and impact. It's a very tradesman-like forward pack. It is. And it's not going to push some of those top sides. And that's my biggest worry for Melbourne. One to seven is good when everything's happening. Uh, spine's obviously fantastic, but that pack is really lacking that middle depth and rotation. And yep. if that's what it's going to be for the back end of the year, well then, yeah, I, I see us as a week two team, max. Week three would be absolute best case result, but I don't look at Melbourne right now and say they're a grand final team. Mm, yeah, no, neither do I. Mm. <clears throat> I just don't want to play them. No. And this game was like similar to the week before. I didn't think Penrith had to step outside of their comfort zone. I thought they strangled Melbourne comfortably enough. 56% possession, pinned him down. You point out a really good point there, like tie out of yardage and what they did from the back part of the field. Throwing jabs, just turning players back under, wearing Melbourne out. Second phase, I thought Yo was really good. A um, couple of really nice touches there for a couple of the tries. There was a nice like double-up effort on one of the ones on the line where he shortened the line for him. There was the long pass off Nathan when he got pressure on the last tackle where he gets to the outside to Hosking. I'm even him at center. He had one or two moments defensively, but in terms of his attack and by the back end, he was really, really good. Mm. Um, but as a whole, like I just sort of look at them again, and even the minutes and what they're doing with their forge right now. Moses only playing 38. Fish had a big game, but he only played sort of 50. Like I think come finals time, they'll unleash those guys for heavy minutes. Yeah, They're giving Lindsay and these sort of dudes a split rotation and working in with those two, but I think it's almost like we're just timing things right here. We don't want to burn them out. We know how important they are. Martin's come off early in a couple of games. Yo might get a couple of rests as well, but I think they realise that that pack, particularly those four, have to be playing. If they lost a middle or a Yo or a Martin or someone, I think 
not saying they'd be worried, but it's going to be a big blow. Yeah. Because you've been stripped out of that side of thing the last few years, and we've seen it this year, they've adjusted to it. Their attack's been simplified. Their kicking game's outstanding. All builds off their back five and their yardage, and they just ramp up play one-two defensively. But they will cycle and strangle the fuck out of you. They will. And they just build on this year. I think they're on pace historically defensively, and with mm. good reason. And we saw it again the other night. One little lapse off a fourth play roll on a short side and a grubber kit pick up and young Tonomapia catching Hosky on the line. Like, that's the only time Melbourne looked likely. Most other opportunities. Basically, yeah. Apart up. from that initial <clears throat> probably 15 minutes where I mm. thought, yeah, they competed well again like no. they did in the first game. They were solid on Harry. They never gave up the mark. They, they kept never breaking the, the cycle. Like, yeah. I feel like they know how to go with Penrith, but yeah. they just don't have the discipline. No. And we saw it last time. Cycle for 30 and got on top of them, then it's burnt out. Yeah. They just got tired and Penrith yeah. to come over the top of them. But particularly, it's just stopping a guy yeah, like... How quickly can they solve Toto. that? Like, man. Anytime they look to get a good kick or a bit of a contest down there, he just broke things straight away. Ruin it, yeah. Um, you ruined it. You ruined it. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't know. It was hard hard to take much out of that, but... Yeah. I, and the other one, again, like I said, Pat played this week. Um, looking at the Olam situation, I don't know. He hasn't said a whole lot, but it is the second time he's dropped him. So clearly he's not happy and he wants a response. Yeah, They give him a, an extension after a couple of really, really good years. He could be injured too. There's a few times I looked at him and he just hasn't looked as destructive or he's looked hampered a couple of times getting up. So, But yeah, I don't know what to think about one at this point. But Penrith, I think a low-key just doing what they need to do. They're not pushing the envelope, but they're winning quite comfortably because they're just such a good football side. Yeah, um, Leave that one behind. Broncos-Cowboys, this was a very fast, very fast game. <laughs> but for Brisbane, I think it's another tick in the box for the fact that, no, Reynolds, no worries. Jock did a very good job. Mam and him combined nicely. And it was another one of these games where I thought a lot of guys stepped up and exceeded what you'd expect. Carrigan's actually done a really good job as an edge. Yeah, he has. Like, I think, yeah. he's, I think he's got good leg speed as a middle, but more probably his body and his brains he's used on the edge to get himself into space or come up with a nice plays with the ball. But... Especially the what the lead line where he went through off a nice offload. I think Walsh at this point is almost like Billy was at that point where defenses see him on the sweeper out the back and they sort of just take that fake bit of bait there and just get worried about him. And you sort of take your eyes off a lead or where the ball's going. That's true. But yeah. yeah, I thought the Cowboys left some points on the table, but I thought Brisbane did as well. Overall. Yeah. Um there was some good try saves, like the Valmay try save was nice. Brisbane had a couple of moments of their own stags early on. One that I found crazy. Felt like the Cowboys were never really in it. Mm. Brisbane I, were just, yeah. And I think Peyton wrapped them as much. Like we had plenty of opportunities about that, but their discipline, their defense—that's why yeah. they are where they are. Yeah. And essentially said as much. Like he said, I felt we we're coming home pretty good at the end, but the reason we didn't win is because of exactly that: their defense and their discipline. Yeah. And that's why they're where they are on the table. So. And for the Cowboys, and again, I'm not not calling burnout, but again, six in a row. Now they've lost two of their last ones. I think the buy's coming at a good time for them because they're going to need to kick again on the back end here to guarantee they're in. Hmm. They need their next two before Penrith. Yeah, they do. Because yeah. if they don't get that one, then you're basically looking at Penrith going, please rest players. Please rest players. Yeah. Or we're going to go down there and win. Exactly. Hmm. And even on the resting situation, you've still got to send your full strength side, get through it and hope you don't get injured. Well, I feel injuries. like Penrith is, have probably rested. Like, well, that's just I don't it. know whether they will rest last round. I yeah, I don't know either. There's a minor premiership. It's not everything to Penrith, but it's important. Mm. But I think, yeah, for Cowboys, you don't have been in that position. No. 
So at least, I think, coming off this bye, which is coming at a good time, they need to regroup, freshen up a bit, because there's always been a big run off the back of Origin to get to this point. Yeah. Still think they've got that ability there, but, it, yeah, it's going to be very, very big when they come out the week after. Mm. Um, but, yeah, for Brisbane, I just think for them, there, there's some real positives again in what you build for the back end of the year. I know Palace is moving on to the Titans, but the few times I've had to use him now with the Tapao suspension on top of all, I think he's been really good. Peter Kura spoke a few years ago about the money they threw at him. Just didn't really see a lot of it in Cup. He had some head knocks and some injuries. He's been great. He has been good. Like looking at him now, I'm like, okay, now I can understand the investment and what you're looking at. Yeah. Now even Wilson's job, like he's had little bits here and there, but I think they've got a huge decision on their hands in terms of Reynolds. Like I know he's been great for him, and it's about now. But in terms of what they've got coming up with Man, Walsh, a lot of guys that need money, Reynolds is pushing for extra years in cash. I think they've got a serious question on their hands. Well, they do. About, okay, so you've got next year. If it's me, I'm not paying him yet. I'm not adding For any. next year? How, what, is he on he's already mentioned? on next year, but he's pushing yeah. for more. I'm like, I'd be saying no. No. No, Reynolds. Let's just go and have a 12 Speak months. Speak to you in 12 months, Because yeah. of growing your wrist, all the little things, it's the stuff we talked about when we got there. That's great, but let's finish this year first. Yeah. And especially if you win a comp, no offense to him. Um, if I'm them and you got Jock or you got someone else coming or the market sort of opens up and you've got other guys you can pay and you've seen a sample the other night where a similar, not saying Penrith that clear a game, but Penrith has shown that if you build a good system, you've got the right players and the right attitude that you can sort of fit guys in and do enough. I think for Brisbane, the sum of the parts right now is probably more important than giving Reynolds a year or two's money and losing three three players or four players. Agree. Because you go, okay, here's two extra years for you. That... Chokes up again, eight nine hundred, and Walsh needs an extra three or four hundred because we got him for a song. Mem's going to go up four or five hundred. Haas is here right now. Like they, they might have to sacrifice a Haas. We know that, but in terms of those other guys, there's a lot of mouths that are going to need to be fed. Yeah. But I'd rather have eight or nine really quality players than one or two. Agree. So that is a big decision for them. What's in their pathway or what's available right now, and where yes. they think they can get to. Yeah. Um. But yeah, overall. Thought they were pretty good again, and um, it looks like this week, I think they were talking that Reynolds will be back, Ricky's close to back, and even his spot right now. I thought he was good during the year, but the way Pierre Crew has played, that's a bit of a question, I think, for them. About does he hold his spot? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know, and even the guy like Tupper, oh, now that he's sort of missed those couple of games, and Willis and him, Palacio have had the opportunities, I think if you're Kevin Walters, you're feeling a lot better about the situation. Absolutely. You've sort yeah. of ticked a few boxes and gone, all right, there's three or four guys that I know I can use. Just like they've done with their OBs when they've had Mariner or Arthur's come in, they've guys have certainly shown they're more than capable of doing a job. Yep. Um, so yeah, leave that one behind. Oh, one last thing. Did you think Felt was trying to throw that ball back in, or did you think he spilled it? Because to me, I'm like, you're going to score. But live, it looked like a pass back in field. Mm. And I sort of looked at it and was like, I don't, I don't know what he was sort of thinking there. I thought he was in for all money. That would have made it an interesting finish, but yeah, it was certainly shut down once. Did and risked it to get the biscuit, and Cobo just snatched it out of the air and put the ball down. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Queensland Derby. Knights, Dolphins. This was a very interesting game. This was a shootout. And the people of Perth, I don't know if you would have been looking at this one with a great deal of excitement. I think this turned out to be a good game before. It did. Dry track. 2.30 kickoff Perth time, I think. Mm. So it made it different dynamic, probably a little bit warmer. Mm. And I like think. Like you said, it was. Dry track and away they went. Early on, they picked them apart on their right side there with Ponga and Dom Young got into space and got that early try and you thought, all right, here they go again. But the Fitzgibbon hip drop and Sinbin moment was a big flip and 
a lot of teams in recent times seem to concede during the bin, but the, the Dolphins took full advantage. Zarko bagged a 10-minute hat-trick. Yeah. They pulled them apart, similarly on the right-hand side. And from there, I think this probably you give more credit to Newcastle from here. So this run's been pretty good. I mean, they've been placed under a lot of pressure. They've been really ruthless and really consistent. But to be 14-16 off the back of the bin, you're in a spot here where you're like, okay, let's see how you respond. I think yeah. they responded very well. And Yeah, no doubt. All those guys again, and we sort of spoke, I, I said to you before that I liked some of the shape, and they, they both sort of used it. The Dolphins used it quite well with their centers and back rows where they'd hit like a tram, then they go long, short drop, and they sort of, again, stretch the line or get a lot of guys turned out. And then when you send a guy like Lemuelu, who's big with feet back in, or Val, big with feet back in, hmm. Newcastle tend to have been doing a lot the last few weeks as well with Hastings, Ponga, and then they use a Frizzell or a Best or a Gagai who can break tackles and sort of hit back there. Um, but I, yeah, Newcastle, really good run. Put a couple of tries back to back to back. Ponga really starting to show that sort of class that we've been demanding for the last few years on the Absolutely. back of consistent class. Exactly. And I think again, I'm not. I don't know if it's just that sort of moment. I'd I'd really like to be a fly on the wall for the talk here with Billy Slater, hmm. because it seems to all coincide with all the talk around Origin, all the stuff around Headrocks, all this noise about him. I'm pretty sure he just would have put it to him like, "Mate, you got the world at your feet," but. You just need to simplify things, get back to fullback, play good football, and give give your best to your club. Because one thing I will give a rap to, and we've said there's a lot of guys that have been origin players, not club players. The guys that played for us for a long time in Melbourne, they were awesome at rep football, but they were always club first. And they always backed up or they always delivered. It was at no point you had looked at any of them and said, you're not playing well for Melbourne. Yeah. And that sort of, I don't know what he sort of said or passed on him, but I wouldn't say it's a career crossroads, but after the last few years and now Walsh coming in, he could have easily dropped his head or gone completely up his backside and disappeared. But off the back of whatever conversation they had and whatever he said to him um, and what he's doing right now, he, he's certainly playing that football we know he can play or what we should be expecting to see week to week. Hmm. So good by him. Absolutely, yeah. It's consistency. Best uh, few moments defensively, but like between him, Gagai playing the best football, Dom, I still really think that Crossland... He's a, he's a good footballer and he's sort of found a spot there. I think they'd be crazy not to have him there, especially off Braley's consistent injuries. I know they've got him for a few more years, but I wouldn't be letting Phoenix Crossland go yeah. after what he's given them at this point in time. Hastings, Frizzell again. Um, but yeah, really good run. Full credit to the Dolphins. They're great nuisance value. Oh, I enjoy dude. watching the Dolphins. And I also, fuck, just Wayne. Man, I just love Wayne's just straight up rugby league. Brings Katawa back into the mix. Milford, Sullivan, small ball, just skillful guys all across the park. Looks at what his squad is. And I think Katawa was good for the freshen up. He came out and had a couple of nice moments off the back of some of those shifts. Sullivan, yep. the steering wheel. Marshall Kings, I know he's still a bit underdone, but yeah, between him and... You're, you, Yeah, you said it right. They're, they're going to be nuisance value, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah, and I think, again, the excitement of what they've done this year, and then you add in, like we said, Herbie, Flegler, Avarillo, a couple more quality players next year. Yep. In your building. Uh, and then you look at the guys like Val, for, he's similar to what I said about Fafita before. See, I see huge positives in a lot of what he does, especially with the ball, but he's learning defensively in particular. Yeah. A few times he can't pass the ball, made things a little bit probably easier than what it would be, but that, that's that's the stage they're at. With the 12 months they had to do, they signed some guys, they took a chance on a few, they got some veterans, but they also picked a few diamonds and rough like this guy, True. where you're just going to have to eat a few shit sandwiches, unfortunately. Yeah. But we've seen the positives like last week, the washing machine with legs decking four people and scoring. And then you see moments like that where it's just, I haven't played any rugby league or only a year or two. Yeah. So you'd hope that with that, you need a bit more training and a bit more video on off-season, he'll be better for it next year. 
You think so? Um, but yeah, I quite enjoyed this one. They, <laughs> they had a chance late, but they made an error. But yeah, Newcastle dug themselves out of that hole and they keep things alive. Uh, South Cronulla, I wish I could say the same. I was very disappointed. I thought Fizzle. this would be the better game, but South just never gave themselves a chance. No. Um, Discipline, penalties, errors. And then defensively. Like, yeah. I know we said at the start, it's the one piece that was sort of missing, but it's not even just that at the moment. It's everything. Like, first up contact, the amount of second phase that come out of this, even some of the edge stuff where they've made initial contact and they've either gone low or slipped off and let an offload go or a pass. Like, yeah. That was just horrendous. Yeah, they were well off, mate. They were well off. The crazier part, and again, I'll put it down most of the garbage time. The Sharks didn't help themselves, but their completion rate was actually worse. 26-0, wasn't it? Or 24-0. Mm. Their completion rate was actually worse when they made the comeback. Mm. And they did bomb multiple. It was a it was a bad night particular for Paul Munra. There was a lot of kicks and passes and opportunities come out his way. He left one behind. He missed a kick. Like, that's what happens when you throw a kid in. That's You're right. going to get that in the early stages. So, uh, For them, I think they really dropped the ball here. A lot of people thought they'd respond. I especially thought off the back of a lot of the chat this week and Gus's comments on the trial, I'm not saying he didn't play well, but just at them as a whole, I thought it's been a lot of shit talk this week. It's time for the fuck you moment. Yeah. And their own coach basically come out and said that they're all selfish individuals the way they've been playing. Mm. Um, and but it just didn't didn't happen. No, it didn't. So now I'm a little bit concerned because they're no certainties to make the eight. Not now they're not. That yeah. was an important game. So and for Cronulla again, I'm still not overly convinced, but because of the way the results worked out, that log jam just got even crazier. It's like from fifth down, they're on 11, Cow's 11, Cronulla 11, Eels 11, so they're all four there. You got Newcastle, who are only a draw out now. So any of them lose and they win, they're in. Raiders Storm only just sit above them, but they've got that extra win, which is helpful. Manly's probably the last one on sort of life support, but yeah, those five sort of teams jockeying are sitting there right now have all put themselves in a spot where somehow the top four is still alive, but one of Manly, oh sorry, Storm or Raiders is going to be feeling a lot better after this week. The other one's going to be very disappointed, and there's going to be an even worse logjam to fight for those spots. Absolutely, but yeah, missed opportunity here for Souths because I think I think top four is still there, but it might come down to the last round. But with the way they're playing, no way. And Cronulla's in the same boat. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah I don't know what to make of this one. I, it was nice to see the Sharks play a bit of football. It was a good response from them. Um, their outside backs in particular were quite damaging. Tracy did a good job at one. Nico looked a lot more confident, but I thought Trindle, Trindle had uh, his no, best game. I don't think Moreland will be getting back there anytime soon. No, in the last few weeks, I'll be like, oh, he hasn't made a dip. Mate, when the team's playing the way they are, it's, it's too late to bring him back into the mix the way they're going now. Yeah. But I think he certainly made a difference the other night and showed why I think he should be the one that's there partnering. Um, and their forward pack did a better job. I think they've been beaten up in a couple of games, but Wello, Hunt only had short stints, Rudolph. McInnes is like his effort the week before was something else, but he was great again. Yeah. Um, and the big thing out of this again for South is now Tom, which is probably one of their weaknesses. Toll has been in and out all year. He's now gone until the finals. So I think this week the shack attack. Get, yeah, starting is, to get a little bit of bit thin and arrows, back spasms. Like if he's out this week, Tatola's not back and Tom's out. That's a it's very tough. light middle. Yeah. It's extremely light middle. Uh, and I thought the sadder part for them, I thought one of their better middles was Duncan when he came on. He's only a kid. Hmm. His effort at the back end with uh, Murray, they were both quite good. But overall, uh, yeah, there wasn't a lot to be impressed with by Sears. But Cronulla, some uh, some signs of life. And big game this week. They're back home against the Titans. That's one Huge. for them where you're like, get, it, we have to win. Yeah. To have dropped a few at the prison this year, they shouldn't have. Yeah. The Warriors game, the prison game on the backup of Origin, this is a must win at, at the prison. 
<sighs> and South, uh, what did they got? We thought that was sort of a good situation for them. They got the Dragons. So, again, you want to talk about a team in a bad spot. Threw some punches last week, but lost a couple more players to injury. Yeah, dude. Molo got the HIO in the first minute. Suley pulled out of the warm-up. Burden and a couple other guys are a bit underdone and injured. Yeah, like, this is one of those ones you look out for them and go, if you don't get a straight-up kill this weekend and get this back on track, all faith will be gone. And you'll be in a big hole. <laughs> um, but we'll move on from that one. The two Sunday games, I didn't think these were too great either, but Eels, Dragons, are, the Eels are very lucky they won this game. Very lucky. Yeah. Started like a house on fire. They got themselves into a hole and then had to... Did they what? Yeah. Dragons are good. They were. And they've had these sort of games this year where you look at them and go, man, when they want to, they're very tough. They're a tough out. They are. And in particular, the ROBs, like Lomax has been playing some good footy. Ravalawa, you give that man a one-on-one 10 out. He's scoring. And even if two or three are coming. Poor Arthur Miller-Stevens, he's been really, really good in cup and flag. Great opportunity. But that's a nightmare matchup, first half. It's no good. You put a child up against that destroying machine. It's not good for your health, mate. Mate, first half Hattie. Well, that's yeah. just, yeah. That's early doors, like Sevo, Rad Rara style, where any time it was a one-on-one with 10 metres of space, you're just like, you might as well just usher him over, roll the carpet out <laughs> and go, right this way, good sir. I'm not putting my yeah. body in front of you. But that was parrot or two this year in the way they've been. Start really fast, hard. Dill and Moses linking up. They carved up that left edge a few times. Sim- Simonson came up with some nice plays. Um, then just absolutely fell in a hole. <laughs> they got pulled to pieces. 2010 down or whatever it was. Amone, Hunt, poking his nose through. Some really nice football. Blake Laurie had like 110 metres in the first half of Christ's sake. If you want to talk about how bad that offended. <laughs> um, and then... yeah. The no try, which afterwards a lot of people argued about, but honestly, I'm pretty sure today, if I heard correctly on the radio, come out and said it should have been a try for the strip for Little. Um, That's one of those big moments where it flips and they got back on the bandwagon. They started going right. They had a couple of nice moments. Russell, with some good feed off a shift. Madison showed that silky skill, hitting Paulo. Sean Russell was very good. He is a very good player. He's going to be a lot better in a couple of years' time as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Madison's skill in the past to Paulo was an absolute peach. And then that contest that landed in Cartwright's lap, I thought it was an absolute gift. And Parramatta will be thanking their lucky stars because that one could have almost put the hammer on. The results wouldn't have, wouldn't have taken out mathematically, but to get that win and on the back of the results around them, they needed it. Yeah. It's put them in a very good spot. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what else to take away, but from this one, but yeah, like you said. I guess, guys like that. And Brown had some good moments on return, but you will need to see more. Thought Madison, Gutherson, Cardi made a couple of errors, but he's also was very good, and he's been good again this year. He has been good. Yeah. Um, I think they're talking about re-signing him at the moment. Talking two years, apparently. Yeah. So I think that's about right. Just get the money right, and you'd be happy with that one. And for the Dragon side of things, yeah, Ravala was outstanding. Lomax had a couple of moments. Slow, like, again, it's moments for a lot of these guys. Sloan moments, but some inconsistencies. Laurie... Um, then Bird broke a lot of tackles. He also missed a couple himself as well. But I, I'm more interested to see him healthy, what Flanagan sort of wants to do next year, because Flanagan was a big fan. He's obviously had a lot happen since that point in time. Um, but yeah, he's still pulling the strings there and finishing the year off. So I expect to see a couple more guys in and out as things close up. And the last one was Raiders Tigers. And Canberra somehow hold on again, but I don't know how Ricky Stewart hasn't, you know, had a. You know, just a, a dropout or a hard issue or throwing a chair out the window yet. Because they certainly like doing things the hard way. Yeah, they do. 
And no offense to some of our Raiders fans, but I heard there was a few bad calls. Two of the forward passes were that fucking blatant. Like yeah. Gula, Gula was a good meter forward, and then the next play of the ball is a try off a quick play of the ball. And the tap on was definitely forward. Shit effort by the Tigers having four or five guys not even get near Chris when he cuts the whole way back across the field. I can't defend that at all. No. But they're two very obvious calls that a touchdown should get. Yep. So... Does the game play out differently? Maybe it does, but yeah, those two. And then Jack at the end obviously said to the ref, basically trying to give it to him. I was like, well, mate, if you couldn't see those two passes, that's a rich comment. <laughs> it's a very rich comment because you got two you probably shouldn't have. Correct. But this son at the Tigers as well. They they missed some chances. Um, I thought Nofar probably could have attacked that kick a little bit. It was like he thought it was coming to it. I don't know if he misjudged or it got caught in the sun, but I thought he should have attacked it a bit. They had some moments earlier when they had some repeats and some pressure. Laurie... Brooks come up with some nice short side raids again, some good kicks, but just not able to bank enough. The try, the counter-attack try, Nofaluma Brooks-Staines was an absolute ripper near halftime. That was a great try. That was an absolute yeah. belter. But it, for them, it was just small stuff again. Like The Chris one is wrong at his ears. When a guy cuts back across and there's four or five bodies in the picture, someone's got to get him. Well, that, yeah. Goal line, back row, like just running in and out line like a crash line. You got you, you can't let that in, and that's just the Tigers to mm-hmm. it. So I thought they were a little hard done by, but I thought they were right up for this. But in summary for Canberra and where they're at, do it the hard way, but like eight line breaks to one, their their attack again didn't look that great, but they, this year they'd sort of been the opposite to the Canberra we, we've grown to know. They've been very gritty. Gritty, yeah. Guys yeah. like Red and Big Red and Tarpany just getting through a bucket load of work, and it's, it's just a sort of a different version of Canberra. No wins by more than 10. Um, but yeah, I thought in this one a couple of calls certainly... Uh, went in their favour. But They're just grafting. Grafting, but a huge win for them. Like I said, they get Melbourne this week and a possibility to... So up top four. Well, essentially, yeah, top four or the final spot looking a lot more comfortable, but yeah, it's been a weird year for them. Mm. I sort of don't, still don't know what to make of them. Tigers, um, I guess it's another of those moments where I sort of look when Brooks is happy, healthy, and his head's clear, he plays good footy. Yeah, and I sort of look at him again now and the situation there and I think again with Cherry Evans I think he will work out very nicely Yeah, as long as they're packed does a good job um, we'll leave that one behind and that wraps up the reviews of the games of the weekend thank you to Sinclair Hyundai Penrith let's rip in to this review because it's bloody late then we can go to bed sounds good so preview preview for this week tips last week we both got six uh, what did we get wrong I think one was very obvious. Or well, the Souths game was one we both tipped and we both went manly because there was more to play for. Yeah. So, in that sense, you've still got the lead. You're on 107. I'm on 104. And this is brought to you by bluebet.com.au. Thank you for supporting us and our charity account. Let's hope we can find a winner this week and check out the app for our best bet of the week. But remember, what are you really gambling with for free and confidential support? Call 1800 858 858 or visit gambling help online.org.au first game here is Manly up against the Panthers so you'd say pretty much last chance saloon barring results again but like you can't leave it much later no they, they need to win have to win ins and outs Kepi um, he was out last week but back in with Matt Lodge obviously tearing that ACL so straight in there Ben Trevojevic goes into the starting side Kalmator Lungi has come back to the bench for Penrith Tay goes out of the 21. Uh, look like they're going to rest him for another week, which is fair enough. They don't need to use him. Luai was cleared early guilty pre for his high shot. So 
Uh, I think they're rolling basically the same team again, and I don't care if it's at four points. Good luck beating Penrith. Yeah, Penrith. The inconsistency with them defensively, and especially in a cycle, is their biggest issue against a team like them. This could get ugly, depending on what mood they're in. Um, so I'll be interested to watch, but the odds at bluebet.com.au. Panthers a dollar and nine seven fifty for Manly minus nineteen and a half is the line there. Second up early Friday night at the prison must win for the Sharkies up against the Titans. Um, Mulatalo comes back after that jaw injury. Marwin Hiroti, who I forgot to give a rap before, he had a couple of huge plays the other night. He did try yeah. saver the yeah. tap back like he he was Set great. One up. He's another one of these ones I think for a long time hasn't played many games but good footballer. Yeah, playing a lot of cup. Yeah. And uh, just waiting in the wings ready for an op- opportunity. That's right. And he's one of these guys I look at and go, he's someone that you do want your 30 when you do need yeah. a good replacement. Jesse Calhoun also returns on the bench with Tom Hazelden after that shot from Tommy Burgess uh, went off with a concussion. So he's missing this week for the Titans. Huge in. Tino's back. But with him back in, Moe's out for this week. Brimson is going to be rested while they look at that rib injury. Jamie Jolliffe is back after a broken hand. Liu goes to the bench. Uh, for him to come back in and Isaac Tino's brother goes to 18th man Cruz Lehman is onto the bench with Verrills now out of the mix uh, with him being gone Randall has been playing that small ball sort of role for them moves in to 9 and Clark into lock uh, again I think for you guys it's almost time to play a mad Monday and if the Sharks are worth any salt here this needs to be a win to prison yeah it does straight yeah. up and down uh, build on what they did last week and bluebet.com.au agrees we're both on the Sharks so are they $1.30 favourite three fifty for the Titans minus 10.5 the line there Parramatta if they have patches this week it's going to get very ugly they're at the Gabba 8pm against the Bronx uh, Arthurs is the only out for them there and Dean Mariner comes in the wing he's proven to be a hell of a play when he gets his opportunity Reynolds is back in Kobe Hetherington's back in. Jordan Riki's back in. So multiple changes there to strengthen their side and push out Willison, Jensen, Jock Madden. Uh, on the flip side for Parramatta, Arthur Miller-Steven, good debut. Able to grab a try, but some changes there. Arcee comes into the centres. Bailey Simonson shifts back to the wing and Miller-Stevens is out. Brennan Hands has been recorded on the bench. Makatoa goes to 18th man. And Davey has been named to start. Madison back to the bench. Interesting. Yeah, I'm sort of surprised about the shuffle there, but I, I think Broncos with those ins and being at the Gabba. Um, this if Paramount dish up what they did last week, this could be pretty bad. Oh, you know it. But again, with Paramount, you just don't know what you're going to get. You don't know. Sometimes they like when they play Penrith. It doesn't matter what sort of form they're in. They always seem to turn up for a game like that or a big game. But mm. uh, if you're going to see any sign of life, it needs to be this week. Because if they have a bad week here in Brisbane light them up or, or get a good win, they, they could be in a world of hurt. They've got, they got Penrith after that and the Roosters in their run as well. Mm. There's still somewhat of a chance. So between Penrith and Brisbane here, they're going to have to knock one of them off. They want to be any chance. Otherwise, they're not getting to that magic number of 13 wins. Yeah, that's right. So mm. uh, for Eels, it's a big task, but I'm in the Bronx. I'm sure you agree there. Well, yeah, yeah, 100%. Mm. And Bluebet agrees as well. They're $1.28, the Broncos, three seventy. The Eels, minus 11.5 is the line there. Souths, Dragons, like we just said before, like they've put themselves in this spot, but Burgess, gone for three weeks, gone into the final. Shaq Mitchell is going to move into prop. Arrow's been named despite those back spasms, but he's you know under a cloud. Host in the back row, 
Cheekham and Tan Milne gets his spot back on the wing. Uh, Munro out of the team there. And in terms of others, uh, Mawali, Havili, Jed, Talos holds his spot on the bench. Yeah, it's with the Tola missing as well. That that middle sort of worries me if Arab Absolutely, out. yeah. And for the Dragons, Francis Milo gone after the Cat one last week. Michael moves in the front row. Murdoch Masula comes in a lock. Toby Couchman is added to the bench. Moses Sully's back on deck after a pre-game calf injury. Max Fiona into the center. Zach Lomax is out, who's been playing good footy, so that hurts. Uh, and Bird is injury, and he's going to consult the specialist. So Bird, Lomax, Molo, a couple of big outs there. Like, this has to be. Has to be. It's a tough road trip again. That's in Cairns. Yeah. And that's the other thing. A lot of people are like, this road trip's good, and... Galvanise a group and bring it closer together. I'm like, when you're losing and people are getting frustrated, you're not playing good footy and putting travel kilometers in, um, this might be the complete opposite for South. It could be a massive detriment. Well, it could be. Always hard to be a happy camp when you've been on the road for almost a month and you haven't won a game in football. So, interesting to see, but must win. We're both on South, I'm assuming. Yeah, mate. And they're very short again. uh, Last week they started that way, but. Seas are a dollar eleven with bluebet.com.au. The Dragons six dollars fifty minus eighteen and a half. It is an absolute must win. And for the Warriors, very thankful for the Tigers and Webster gave me a wrap this week. They brought that game over. They're playing at Waikato FMG Stadium in Hamilton. And for the Tigers, Steph Utukamanu returns. Sean Bloor returns as well. Charlie Staines is out with a hamstring injury. So Junior Tupo shifts back to the wing. Kapoa. Comes in the centres. Twile is back to the bench to accommodate Utukamanu's return. And Matamua moves to 18th man. And Atasi, who's played a couple of games now, is into the reserves for the Warriors. Straight swap, Taintor Piki will play his fourth game of first grade. Chance is out from that head knock. And that is the only change for a Warriors side that I think will be very, very keen to make a hell of an impression. Mm. What do you think, mate? Mate, the Warriors. Yeah. And I think in a big way, I think this next few weeks. Uh, What's the line? The line is minus 15 and a half. Probably not enough. Uh, We'll see. But yeah, I think uh, this going to a different stadium, Waikato and moving around and then coming home for the two weeks afterwards, they'll really want to try and rack it up this next few weeks, I think. Fair enough. Looking forward to watching it and hoping that is the response we get and we'll see. We're both on the Warriors and we're bluebet.com.au. They're $1.17. The Tigers, 5-10, that line, as we mentioned, is minus 15.5. Probably the clearest cut favourites this week in terms of odds and lines. Shortest line so far has been not enough. So things are certainly starting to uh, space out as you'd expect at the back end of the year. Roosters-Dolphins, the game that everyone thought was going to be a guarantee round one, turned into history for the Dolphins this time. The Roosters, though, back at Allianz. So the group stages are obviously finished up there. Yeah, they are. Uh, for yeah. the stadium side of things, and I'm sure they'll be keen to avenge that day of history there in terms of their lineup. The only out is Nathan Brown, and Dylan Napa returns to play his first game of NRL since 2021 when he played for the Bulldogs and obviously played there for a few years, so probably the first time in maybe five or six years since he's been a rooster. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, 13, cups, uh, 13 cup games for them. This year, no change otherwise, no surprise. And for the Dolphins, though, Ray Stone returns from a broken hand. He comes onto the bench. Essie Essie goes to 18th man. Nick Arima is named at fullback. Hammer 
at the centers, but there may be a late switch that's happened a couple of times. Um, but other than that, not many changes on the dolphin side of things. This is certainly no gimme. And I definitely trust the Dolphins more than I trust the Roosters, but the Roosters have got more to play for. Well, they do, yeah. So I'm going to go off that basis, but I would not be surprised at all if the Dolphins win. And that's pretty much sums up this year. Well, that, yeah. Spot on. So, yeah, they've gone with Katara again with O'Sullivan and that Milford impact off the bench, um, playing that sort of small ball and just getting those guys around to play together. It seemed to work well for the Dolphins. We'll see how it goes this week. But the Roosters with bluebet.com.au, $1.35, $3.20, for the Dolphins, nine and a half start. Um, I think that maybe, again, it's a bit generous given the consistency we've seen out of the Roosters, but see how that one plays out. And the last two games on Sunday, the, the battle to get a better grip on the top four, the Storm and the Raiders, both off pretty ordinary performances, if we're being honest. 2 p.m., they're back at Amy Park as well. A couple of ins. They've named Jerome Hughes and Coates for now, but all talk is Hughes is still under a cloud. Remus is in the extended squad from that hip injury, so no guarantee. Bronson Garlic is onto the bench. Wishart drops back to the reserves for the Raiders. Seb Chris likely out for the rest of the season, but New South Wales under-19s player. Ethan Strange has played a lot of cup, and I think he moved there from the Roosters. He'll be making his debut in the centres. And I've seen it today. Bit of history. His dad coaches the Roosters women's team. John Strange, his sister plays for them also. Jasmine Strange, and he's playing NRL. So it's NRL is stat for you. NRLW and NRLW coach. Yeah, yeah. The strange family. A lot of football. Um, they always seem to turn up to play Melbourne in Melbourne. I'm going to go Melbourne at Melbourne for that reason, even though this year it hasn't been what it, what it has been in the past. But I, it's just way too important to blow this opportunity after not being there for a month or so. So on that basis, I'm on the storm. Me too. But... Again, this is another one that I look at and go the line for me is too much considering the Storm are $1.24 with bluebet.com.au. The Raiders are $4.05. 11.5 is the start you can get. If you're any bit worried, you could still chew off a bit more there and probably get $1.50. But yeah, I just think that line surprises me because the way they're playing form was, I think it's a bit closer than that. And the last one that we have is the rematch of the Knights and the Bulldogs, the 66-point shellacking that happened not long ago. Braden at best is out. Tawala takes his spot. Safidi's been named despite that hamstring injury. And his brother Daniel is also a possibility of a late in being in the extended squad for the Bulldogs. Luke Thompson has been out all year. He's going to play his first game of the NRL. Harrison Edwards goes onto the bench. Thompson suffered that injury in the preseason. And he played a fortnight ago before the bye. 30 minutes in cup. So interesting to see how many minutes he gets. But... Last few weeks, they got Liam Knight in. They obviously got Josh Adokar back. They got Viliami Kikau back. Now Thompson on the bench. So some troops coming at the back end. Uh, I still like the Knights too much. It's at McDonald Jones. They've been great at home this season, but I'm sure the Bulldogs will be up for this one, given what they dished up last time. Yeah, absolutely. So you think Knights as well? Yeah. This one, uh, pretty fair, the line this time compared to what it was last time with the players in. But the Knights with bluebet.com that are here, $1.30 favourite at home. The Doggies, $3.55, nine and a half to start there. And like I said, that's the smallest line between all the games this weekend, nine and a half. So for all the bookies, uh, it's certainly think the favourites are the favourites this weekend, that's for sure. Absolutely. Looks pretty clear cut. Um, there's always usually a couple of upsets. So I think there, there's certainly some points to take. I wouldn't be touching. 
the Penrith game or even like the Sharks at home, like 10.5 if that was 9 or a bit less. But yeah, there's a few there I look at and think oh, I could probably swallow some of that. Like the Dolphins, I think you could extend it a little bit. I think Canberra, you could extend it a little bit. There's a couple there where I might chew off a little bit extra. Well, they should. They absolutely yeah. should. But yeah, there you go. We've uh, gone clean sweep on that. The Cowboys obviously got the buy this week. And like we said, there's big implications here. Newcastle got through one of the harder wins in their draw. Can they win again? Can the Roosters mathematically stay in the mix? Could Manly pull one on Penrith? I don't see it. Eels have to beat either the Broncos or Penrith the next few weeks. Souths, despite their opposition, it's a must win. Warriors, like there's, there's still implications in absolutely everything here. So from that perspective... The next few weeks, I think it's going to be still interesting to see where everybody lands and what the matchups are for week one. Absolutely. But that finishes up, mate. Mm. It's almost midnight. Let's get to bed. Yep. Your good. birthday. You're running out, mate. It's about to tick over to the ninth. I'm running out of steam, mate. Yeah, you are running out of steam. But there you go. Big thank you to bluebet.com.au. As we said before, if you're going to bet with anyone, do it with the true blue Aussie bookie who support us. Hopefully, we can grab a winner. This week, and remember, NRL points, six points up at halftime. Get the early payout. They'll pay you out for head-to-head match result bets if your team leads by six or more at halftime. Uh, get paid out. Win or lose, maximum winnings $100 there. And then most importantly, obviously, is to gamble responsibly. Remember, what are you gambling with? Frank Confidential Support Call 1800 858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Thank you, Jake, the Penrith Solar Center. We're getting to that time of the year where things are about to brighten up with daylight savings. There's no better time to talk to him and his team, 1800 20 30 or penrithsolar.com.au. And if you're looking for a new vehicle, Sinclair Hyundai Penrith, Connor York. New Road. vehicle. New vehicle. Get yourself into a Kona or a Tucson. Put your family in the mm. van. Maybe a Veloster. If you're into speedy things with turbos or an N-Line, mm. I-30. Rev, rev. Vroom, vroom. N-Line. Get that in here. But, uh, yeah. Boxhead, Park Street, Friday night, if you're a, a riff type. Mate, I think it's going to be a sellout. Well, if you're a Penner fan and you don't want to go to Four Points, just go to Park well, Street. Four Points is Thursday night. Oh, well, there you go. Even better. Go to Park Street on a Friday night. It's not quite Penner, but it's a new, I'm new thinking joint. I'm about, thinking about maybe lobbing in on Thursday night and have a look at first grade. There you go. You're going to drive in in the other. Into Brookie. Into Brookvale. But yeah, if you bought on a Friday. Surely brothers sell beers down there. They do, don't they? They do. Parker Street, they've just done the field up. It's not bad by the looks of things. There'll be more people than were at the Kingsway when I went to watch Penrith play. The That's Warriors right. On Saturday. Two good cup sides. Friday night football. Different It's a semi-final, essentially. Yeah. Penrith lose, Penrith lose, they're out. That's, and if that's you guys his... lose, you're in a spot where you need to keep winning. We're not out, but yeah, no, that it'll, it'll put us in up. the same position as Penrith. So... If you've got yeah. nothing to do on Friday and you want to go down in the riff, get on board. Yeah. Get a few tinnies into you. Shake it in, mate. That's right. Hurl some abuse at the big Hurl man. some abuse at me like you, you did at Newtown. <laughs> uh, Everyone was loaded that day at Newtown. That's great. Everyone had a little bit of Dutch courage under their belt. Bit of Dutch courage. Fucking yeah. Newtown. Would have been some people drinking. Right, what were, is that? Newtown or whatever it is? Like no. Weirdos drinking their pale Young Henry's and pale and oh, stuff. Stay over on the other hill, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> with, your, with your pale ale. Your dogs and your weird haircuts. Fucking hell. Strange moustaches. Pale ale. Just Couldn't think of anything fucking worse to drink. Yeah, milk. I don't do pale ale. I like a lager. Yeah. If I want to drink pale ale, I just drink milk. It's thick. 
Ah, forget that. The one that gets me is Stout. Stout looks like fucking Diesel. Yeah, no, just leave me out of that. Dead set. Rather, yeah, do a lot of things and drink that. Mm. Mm. Anyway, mate. Good episode. I haven't seen Buzz for a while. Good birthday, mate. It was a good birthday, mate. Mm. So thank you on your birthday mm. for spending it with us here. All right? On the potty. I'm glad you've had a good day. On the potty, mate. And uh, I've made We you... started to watch the the new Walking Dead. There's like a new Walking Dead, like a spin-off, the New York one. Yeah, well, I've it's... never watched any of them. So... I think they're fucking taking the piss. Yeah. They're just milking it now. They're just, just milking it now. Well, I'm going to throw it out there and I said it to you. My I actually, wife's all in because she likes to she watch loves it, it together and all that jazz. Well, on Binge and if you got Foxtel, it's there. The the winning time show, like the, the making of the Lakers and all that, it's done by Adam McKay. He does lots of comedy stuff, so I really... Is it comedy or is it serious? No, it's got like serious undertones, but it's also got funny moments because the way him and John C. Riley have done it. But I, I've really enjoyed it. It's got John C. Riley. So he... What would you compare it to? What's a similar series? <sighs> I don't even know how to compare it. That's why I've enjoyed it so much. Because yeah, right. it's touch like in some moments I'm like, man, this is full on. And in other moments I'm fucking laughing. I'm like, he's I've done been, a good uh, job. I've been listening to West Cork, the podcast, which is about an unsolved murder from in Ireland from the nineties. And there's two, there's a, um, there's a documentary on Stan. There's a documentary on Netflix about it as well. Mm. It's, yeah. It's good. So if you're looking for a podcast or a documentary, and you want to scare the shit out of yourself, then yeah, just uh, well, this is listen to West Call. This is one of those TV shows the where if you, you're interested in sport, but you also want to laugh. It gives you a backstory. It gives you a serious story. The other thing I've more enjoyed is the the behind the scenes stuff. Like Pat Riley was a retired player who bounced around the, the league for ten years. He was just looking for a job because he was lost after playing. Mm. One minute there, he's coming in to try and do some color TV stuff. Next minute, their coach face planted and put himself in a coma. And he's helping out the other guy as an assistant. And they go on some massive run. His first year there, win like 50 games, and they ditch the other guy. And that's how he sort of got his first start. I was like, this is crazy. Mm. Paul Westhead was the other one who was the assistant who come with that guy. They were lifelong friends and family. Old mate's off him after that because he feels like he took his job. You took me. And then just like stuff about Kareem and all these people. You said, it's just from that perspective. I hate the Lakers, so I can't. Yeah, I I don't like the Lakers either. I'm Boston, but it's just a good show. You like Boston. And John C. Riley playing Dr. Jerry Buss. Man, he's the man. There's moments there I'm like laughing, and there was a few really serious moments where it got real dark, and I was like, holy shit, this this is a good show. I think think I'm not going to be able to watch it now. Well, there's a second season coming out, so it's been well received. Yeah, right. So if you're into a bit of, bit of sport, bit of laugh, bit of serious, it's a the really, new, uh, really good mix. The new Tommy Power comes out on September 1. Oh, good. I love Tommy. I saw that last I quite enjoyed it. And it had Chibs from Sons of Anarchy. I couldn't put his face it's, at the start. I've still got to catch up, actually. On Tommy? Yeah, I haven't seen the first series yet. That one I punched through not knowing that there wasn't more, and I was disappointed when it stopped because well, I was like, well, I love Tommy. What? As things went along, everyone frustrated me and all of them except Tommy. I'm like, Tommy is the Tommy's one thing that I'm just all about. Who knows what he's going to do? Yeah. He's a good egg. Good one-liners too. Yeah. Really good one-liners. He's good. Tariq gives me the shit. Yeah. Always getting out of trouble. Always causing himself trouble and blaming everyone yeah. else. I'm like, mate. He's just a professional victim. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Straight up. Tariq, <laughs> can I finish? Straight up, Ambo Chaser, you're a victim, mate. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's a bit of a breakdown. It's been a while. Hasn't been much new content because things have been so rampant, but yeah. 
winning time and what you say, West Cork. That's a podcast. West Cork. West Cork. West Cork. Oh, that was the doco on Netflix you showed me too. Yeah. What's the guys, is the net? Does the Netflix doco called the same thing? You guys are all wigging out. Oh, I was just sitting there to you because there's some weird journal talking about whatever, and they're talking about a murder and a dude on a bridge. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Oh, man, it was so non-trivial. Everyone went, everyone went to bed, and then I woke up on the lounge. Yeah. Going, yeah, thanks for the company. I was there for an hour, but you were just snoring away, and I looked at it, I'm like, this doesn't interest me, so I'm going to bed. You fuckers. But there you go. Two new recommendations. Yeah. I haven't watched any movies lately. Oh, I still want to see Oppenheimer. So do I. I've heard good things, and then I've heard other people go, it's different. I'm like, well... Different can be good, it can be bad, but good. I don't care. I want it to be different. There's a lot of things that I watch it's shit. I the cast got me straight away. I'm like Cillian Murphy's really underrated to me with a lot of stuff he's done. Yeah. He's the lead. I want to see Indiana Jones too. Damon, Robert Downey Jr. Um Don't call me. Oddly, I know a couple of people that saw the Barbie movie. I was like, what? And they're like, actually it's not what you'd think. Yeah. I was like, it's not on my radar, but okay. I'm not watching. But it hit a billion bucks just recently, I think. Yeah. Well, so, it was always gonna. Mass. Yeah. Gran Turismo based on a true story yeah with Orlando Bloom that was a bit of a weird ad when I saw a true story I was like I need to google that and what, what, what's true about it yeah, I don't know. it's a bit odd bit of a weird one oh but yeah big time big time and more importantly just quietly now I've looked at your war it was one month yesterday until the NFL is back well it started last week kick off the yeah the Hall of Fame game pre-season's coming up isn't it yeah, it's this week. Kick off, yeah. Kick off. Oppenheimer guess it's three hours. Yeah. Someone wrote something like, yeah, the last hour could have been done without, and I was like, well. Yeah, right. You know, Wolf of Wall Street, I also went for 300 hours, and I loved it. And then the second time, I thought, yeah, maybe it's a bit long. But I think the first time, because of what you've seen, because you're like, holy shit, that really happened? Yeah. It gets you. But, yeah, I don't know. A lot of people mm. seem to rate it pretty highly. Mm. I heard there was buzz that he'd be up for an Oscar. There you go. Cillian Murphy, so obviously that's a pretty good job. Yeah. Still uh still want to go see it. Mm. Hopefully I'll get there before it's out of the cinema. But if not, what do you do? I'll watch what it when it comes do? out. But all right, see you friends. In closing, thank you to the sponsors. Thank you to everybody out there. There's a couple of uh recommendations if you want some podcasts or some TV material and happy birthday boxhead. That's the summary. Mm. You're a good egg, mate. And yeah. we appreciate what you do, especially having to listen to my shit every week. Mm. So there you go, but a couple of weeks away. I listen to a lot of people shit in this house, mate. <laughs> You're just one of one of few. One of many, mate. Uh, on our way to the finals, we're very, very close. There's still a lot to shake out. Looking forward to a great round of rugby league. But for now, everybody, enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on! Give us more! Give us more! Where are you going? Where? What, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? <laughs>